What's up, everybody? Another episode of the Straight Cut coming to you from Western Cigars in the Members Lounge. How is everybody doing tonight? I am Aaron. This is Mark. And tonight we have a special guest with us. We have the last uh, Collective Smoke podcast group that we haven't had on the show yet. So, you know, yeah. you know, saving the best for last, I guess that they would they would probably agree with that maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have Down to the Nub, which consists of Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic. How are you doing this evening, guys? Doing great. Thank you for having us on. We're excited. Yeah, yeah. We're we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're super excited, man. Thank you. What a what an honor to be here on your show. We're just little guys coming in behind you, man. So know, uh, right? <laughs> thank you very much for uh, gracing us with this. Well, you guys are, um, we, we, all four podcasts in the collective are different. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys are, I don't want to say more serious about cigars, but you guys bring a lot of cigar knowledge to the table. You you have cut up and you have a lot of fun and you inter but you interview a lot of really serious people. I mean, you do a lot of interviews within the industry. So and, you, yeah, and you're live and a video too. So that's geez. that's a whole different. Uh, I know why we <laughs> don't do a video. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know. Brandon was saying, you know, the little guys in the, in the podcast, like compared to me and Mark, everybody's a little. Right. So. Size. <laughs> size. There you wise. go. Size wise. Right. <laughs> so, well, part of the reason we do the video component of it is so that when people watch us on YouTube, if we say something stupid, they can just laugh at us and they know at least, you know, who they're laughing at. It <laughs> makes it easier for us. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, yeah. self-deprecating humor is, you know, some of the best out there, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. of course. Well, we are smoking the uh, Tatawahe uh, Jabaro number two over here on this side. We just lit them up. Uh, what are you guys having over there? Tim's taking a puff right now, so I'll go ahead and answer that one. Uh, I'm actually puffing on the uh, Casa Cuevas, Connecticut. Um, mm. And I, I got to say, I, this is one of the cigars that I tend to lean to a lot just because uh, the family is near and dear to my heart. Uh, they were one of the first brands I picked up as a cigar broker. And this is a cigar that got me smoking Connecticut's again. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the Costco? This was when I smoked this. It was actually my ninth cigar of the day, and I had no other cigars. And I said, "Well, I guess I'll put smoke in the air." And uh, I actually got flavor out of it, and I was so excited because it wasn't a, a punch in the face of strength, but it was a punch in the face of flavor. Man, it was just a flavor bomb. So, yeah. this, yep. this is what I'm smoking right now: the Costco Cuevas Connecticut. And I am going back to. Uh, one that I think all of us would agree is put out by a great manufacturer. Um, and I hadn't had one in a couple weeks and I, I needed to revisit. So I'm having the Martina cigars, the Don Antonio Escogito. Uh, and, and I really enjoy it. It's one that it really, um, it's just right up my alley when it comes to my palate and what I enjoy. And I did a review on my review channel about it and everything. If people are curious about my thoughts on it, but that's what I went to tonight because it was just one of those things where, all of us being part of the collective smoke uh, and then also wanting to enjoy a good cigar. It just lined up perfectly. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I had the, uh, Martinez is something that's been in my constant rotation now. Um, you know, since we've, you know, come to know Dave and Jesus and everybody over there, I had the, uh, the flat iron Lancero for the first time yesterday morning. Oh my goodness. That was such a great, great smoke for first one in the morning. And like what Brandon was saying, you know, Connecticut's, um, you know, really bringing back flavor. You know, we talked about on our show last week how we're finally, or at least me myself, I'm finding more. I'm I'm appreciating Connecticut's more just because of you know there are Connecticut's that are just air, and then there's Connecticut's with that dip uh, that yeah. deep flavor. So this is oh, where yeah. our 
humiliation comes into. Yes. We talked about a cigar that we had that we really like, and yes. we and we fucked up the name. We so we need to we need yes, to we, we need to make sure we make that right because I we reached do. out to him and he was totally cool with it. Which I mean, He's he had every awesome right guy. to be pissed off at us, but he is yes. such a good guy. We called it the Nick G Super Connecticut. Yes. It's actually the Mike G Super Connecticut. Well, we, for oh, our yeah. defense, there is a Nick Gervais, <laughs> who's Nick G, but it is it's it's Mike G, Mike or, G. or Mike G Super Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, and I smoked another one of those yesterday morning, <laughs> um, and I realized we got it wrong. Um, um, but that is, and Brandon, you pointed it out. I love that Casa Cuevas too. Uh, I got oh, yeah. some of those. Um, and that's another example of a good Connecticut that is um, so flavorful. Mm-hmm. And people tell me they don't like Connecticut's. And my answer is, you're not smoking the right Yeah, you're not smoking the right one. And I was right, talking, exactly. I was talking to Dave and 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 our Nick G last night, not Mike G. Um, and <laughs> so you can see where we messed up at. Yes. And to be fair, you said it first, and I just follow your lead. Right. But well, not, not to place blame. Thanks for correcting so, me. When I was wrong. At the end of the day, just blame Mark. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. It is Mark's fault. <laughs> but I was talking to. Uh, they're doing the the Nick and or the the, uh, the Bishop and the Gator. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Gator is going to be a Martinez, Connecticut, which I don't believe they have. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to that. And one. so Nick was mildly offended, mildly to totally offended that I said <laughs> I am really excited for the Gator because I want to see what Martinez does with the Connecticut because uh-huh. yeah. the cigars are so flavorful. I think they may knock a Connecticut out of the park because I love a good Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's so rare. There's so many Connecticut's that are air, but when you get yeah. a good one like the Casa Cuevas or the Mike G, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. It's just so worth it because that's it's it's unusual, but it's light and it's but it's flavorful. Mm-hmm. It's just that Casa Cueva is a great example of that. Yeah, I had I had my first uh, Casa Cuevas not too long ago. I did a uh, I did one of the blind grabs from Scallywag. Uh, Tanner threw mm-hmm. that in there, and I've never had it before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, just grab whatever. She had that. She sent it to me and I smoked that. And I was like, wow, this is really, really good. I mean, it, the artwork on it, the nice, the band was nice and elegant. I believe it was a, oh, yeah. is it a blue band with like yeah. some silver gold lettering on it. Uh, really <clears throat> nice. I was really, really impressed because I mean, like you said, Connecticut's are just now for me starting to, you know, find its way back into my humidor. It doesn't have to be you know, punched to the throat every time I smoke a cigar. And it's like, um, I'm, I'm really, right. I'm really glad at eating my words and I'm, I'm glad I'm eating my words on, on really good cigars that are coming out. Yeah. yeah and that's, now, do, you, do you understand the, what's behind that band that they, the, the, they have? There's a cool, cool story. No, cool. No, 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 dive in. What is it? Enlighten yeah, so them, Brandon. Yeah. Enlighten. We are going to a moment <laughs> of enlightenment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's sound effects now? Uh, no, so so Casa Cuevas obviously is a house of Cuevas, and uh, it's Luis Cuevas Senior uh, that was with his uh, brother, you know, years and years and years over thirty years ago, and they started a factory together uh, when they emigrated up from uh, from Cuba. And um, before that, they were you know in tobacco farming and all that stuff down in Cuba. And then uh, the, the two brothers split apart. So Tabacaleras Las Lavas became the factory down at Dominican. And um, they had back in the day, they had tried to launch the family brand, but they didn't get any sales behind it, any sales team or you know help behind it. Um, so they continued making cigars for everybody else, which includes like the original Taranos back in the day. Oh uh, they were a big part, big part of Taranio coming to the market. Um, 
But when you get into the band, it's really neat because if you look at it and analyze it, they have their their family name on there, which Luis Cuevas Jr. bought half of the company, you know, from his dad because he wanted to be a part of it. So now he runs all the stateside distribution and his dad runs all the factory. And now Luis's son, Alec, has come into the business. So there's there's a fifth generation of tobacco uh, experts in the business now. And when you look at the band, they have their name Casa Cuevas on there. But then right below the name, excuse me, right below the name, there's four stars on the original release of their brand. And that was the four generations of tobacco that are involved, the four generations that have been involved in tobacco. Recently, they released the Reserva line, which added a fifth star because the son Alex became a part of the business. So they added the fifth generation. But then if you look on either side in that gold foil, they have the seals of their family lineage and where they come from and their factory. So you've got Spain, Cuba, uh, you've got Dominican Republic, you've got uh, the new Reserva, you've got the uh, United States, because this is where they're all from. And so the band itself is actually telling the story of the history of the brand, which is really, really unique and cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I, it's I, a beautiful I, band. It, yeah. I, lo- I love bands that tell almost like a story and it has, you know, it, yeah. ba- bands are an artwork. I mean, it's an art form, yep. you know, go- going back to the Martinez, you know, their flat iron band. That's what, that's one of the nicest looking bands that's I've seen in a long time with a flat iron building. Right. You have the shadow, the shadow out artwork of, you know, the, the skyline. I mean, right. bands to me, it is, it's one of those things, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm going to look at bands on cigars f- yeah. first because sure. it's, it's, it's kind of what catches your eye. So it only has one strike. It, one, your one strike to use that it is blue. It is a blue. Band. I hate, I hate blue cigar bands. <laughs> <laughs> But it is beautiful. Which is we, funny because blue is, blue is typically what they put on a milder, on a Connecticut cigar. I, I mean, you're going to see a lot of Connecticut's with a blue band. I know. And that may be in my head. There was actually about 10 years ago, it when it used to be IPCPR, mm-hmm. there was actually mm-hmm. an article released, and it may be even more than 10 years ago, but it was one. I owned the shop in Springfield that said, blue cigar bands do not sell in shops. I remember the article and I remember cause I took it to my store manager at the time <laughs> and said, my hatred, blue bands. I said, my hatred for blue bands is now justified by science. And then he read the article. And said, <laughs> it's just some other crazy uh, dude out in the, in the world, just like yeah. you. That's all that means. There's well, two of you. What's weird is because I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll call you out on your BS is because you really like to dump a pin. I do, which is a oh, no. blue, which is a blue band. I didn't say I won't smoke cigars with blue bands. <laughs> I just hate blue bands. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference. I'm an adult. I'll get past stuff. You know, since I know you don't like double bands either, I smoke to stuff with double bands too. I just grouse about it the whole damn time. So you know, eventually when we make for, our for when we make right. when we make our cigar, I'm going to make sure it's a blue right. and double band. So that would be awesome. Perfect. Right. Will it tear off the wrapper, which is why I don't like double wrappers? Hopefully not. Right. right. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking to a friend of ours who loves the Eye of the Shark Fuente, and they were mm-hmm. confirming that somebody had gotten an original Eye of the Shark Fuente. And you know how to confirm it's an original Eye of the Shark Fuente? It'll tear the wrapper every when time. You take off the band, it will tear the wrapper every yeah. time. And you just yeah, they almost glued those to the cigar. <laughs> they do. And, and, yeah. the, and the guy goes, well, I tore the wrapper. And he goes, this must be a fake. And he goes, nope, that's nope, the one real. way you're sure it's real. <laughs> it's 100% real. <laughs> <laughs> glued it to the cigar. Yep. Um, yeah. 
So we, we start, um, you know, we, we want to get to know you guys and your cigar smoking history. So, um, and whichever one could go first, what is, how long have you been smoking cigars? What was the first cigar that you ever smoked? What got you into cigars? So wherever that, you know, that's not a, you know, that's three questions I realized, but, um, give them more. I'm sure. How tall are Shoe you size. as well? Yes. What was credit well, score? How long have you been smoking cigars, Tim? I'll start well, with you. Well, I already gave you my mother's maiden name that last for my social, so I don't know how much more personal I need to get uh, here. Uh, uh, what, but, what, um, what street did you grow up on? That's <laughs> yes. the one question. I'm yeah, curious. right. Exactly. Okay. So what was your first <laughs> my cigar? Firstborn, my, my firstborn child's in the mail to you right now, okay? You already got <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> so for me, well, do you want the um, FDA compliant answer or do you no. do you want no. the answer? The FDA does not listen to us anymore since I, so I was in, called them. Uh, there names. you go. So I was in I was in junior high, and every summer I'd go down to uh, near San Diego, California. Since I'm in Southern California here, I'd go down there with my grandparents and uh, my aunt, and uncle, on my mom's side came down, and then we stayed after we were done camping there. We moved up to another campsite off of uh, Carlsbad, and we're sitting around a campfire one night with my uncle, uh, myself, and my middle brother, who's a couple years older than me. And he goes, "Hey, you guys are teenagers. You're you're old enough. Let's let's have some fun." And I'm thinking, I think back now, and like if I did that with my nephews, like uh, any of my siblings would just take out a gun or one of my own guns and shoot me with it. But uh, um, there's a whole di- you know dynamic with that uncle, anyways. So we'll, we'll leave that one. But uh, so we're sitting there, and he pulls out uh, basically what was a a cherry flavored grocery store cigar. Okay. And, and I don't even remember what it was. I just remember it was the sweetest, like cherry flavor, like worse than a cherry Starburst, where they're like, you know, sweet. it was just bad. And it was probably a John T. It, who it could have been, I have no clue. <laughs> but so that was my first cigar experience, and I'm not going to lie, it was a a fun memory atmosphere kind of activity with my brother and with my uncle. Um, and then I didn't touch them again until I was legally able to, and here in California, then it was 18. Uh, and, uh, then I got into cigars a little bit in college here and there. And the first one that I bought for myself, I did not improve by, uh, by very much at all. We, we went to a, it was either a gas station or a Walgreens. It's funny because Brandon's got a Walgreens story too. Uh, but, uh, went into a gas station, we'll say with a college buddy and my brother. And we're looking like, dude, they've got cigars my parents are gone. So let's just go back to my place and smoke cigars in the backyard. And so I picked up a very, very high quality Garcia y Vega in the like cream colored plastic tubo with the screw on cap. Those are the best. And, and so that was the first cigar I bought myself. And I just remember thinking, this isn't very good. We thought we were having fun. We thought this was cool. Yeah, we smoked it and we got through it, you know, enough. Um, but then for me, the, the cigar, um, idea of cigars just continued on as I got older and then um, would smoke, you know, cigars here and there. I, I've been in the event industry for a number of years and clients as a thank you when they realized that I like cigars with semi cigars and different things like that. Um, but I really didn't get into cigars until probably about two and a half years ago. Uh, and so really started to dive into them. Uh, but yeah, my, my first one, uh, to answer the, the question specifically, my first one was that I bought for myself was a Garcia Ivega in the little plastic screw on cap tubo. And it was 
deliciously not what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, uh, how about you? I I, I kind of have similar stories. Uh, It's funny because if you ask me what my very first cigar I ever actually smoked was, um, (laughs) I didn't know this one. Uh, It it was interesting because back in high school, you know, I wanted to be like the cool kids where I could go across the street at lunch and smoke cigarettes. And um, so I would go across the street and smoke cigarettes. And and I remember my parents telling me that um, they tried to do the whole reverse psychology on me by saying, yeah, well, we don't care if you smoke cigarettes. You just can't do it on our property. And I said, okay. So I rode my bike up to my cousin's house and there I was standing smoking a cigarette with my cousin and my dad pulls up, uh, gets really mad and shreds my cigarettes and throws them away, sends me home. I got to go to bed. So I go to bed. My dad comes in later on that night, wakes me up and he's got the biggest freaking ugliest, nastiest cigar that he can find at any gas station. Uh, I'm thoroughly convinced he drove to multiple gas stations going, that one's not ugly enough. Uh, I need a double Churchill, please. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was like like a six by 60. I mean, this thing was just disgusting. And, um, so he sits me down outside and he says, well, you know, you think smoking's cool, then you can either inhale it or you can eat it. And, uh, well, I was in high school and I said, well, I'm cool, man. I'll inhale this thing. Right. I got this. No problem. And, um, you know, I can tell you in, in, like in, in Tim's speak as a reviewer, uh, the first third was, uh, okay. And a little green, uh, the <laughs> second third was, uh, nasty and really green. And by the final third, I'm sure it was in piles on the floor as I was vomiting my brains out, uh, and sweating profusely in the backyard in California on a cold day. Uh, so it was not a great experience. Um, <laughs> Flash forward a few years, uh, I come back into the country. I've been out of the country a couple of years. I come back into the country. My my little brother from another mother comes out here to visit, and he says, bro, you want to smoke cigars? And I was like, yeah, why not? You know, we had had a couple of drinks, and so he starts calling local cigar lounges, and he says, I'll find a good cigar lounge, and this will date me. Uh, he's thumbing through yellow pages to find... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Google the searches at this point. Yeah. And uh, he, he proceeds to start calling gas, or not gas station, I'm sorry, cigar shop after cigar shop after cigar shop. And here's the question he's asking them to qualify said cigar shops, right? Yo, you guys sell Macanudos? <laughs> and of course, every cigar shop's going, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, cool, cool. Up and calls another one. Yo, you guys sell Macanudos? Uh, yeah. So this happens between like eight different shops, and we pick one of these high-end quality cigar shops uh, that sells Macanudos because that's how you know they're a high-end quality cigar shop. Sure. Absolutely, still works. Uh, and we walk into this. Yeah, we walk into the shop and we say, "Hey, man, we're brand new to cigars. You know, help us out." Which I encourage everybody to do. Right? I mean, yeah. don't walk in like you know what you're talking about. Ask for help. That's the tobacconist. That's what they're there for. Yeah. And I remember to this day walking in the humidor floor. It was a brick floor, and that, that shop is still there, by the way, and they still have the brick floor. Um, actually, I was just there yesterday. But I remember walking into there, and the guy helping us out sounds like he was about to invert a lung. Uh, he was hacking a coughing so bad. And I remember looking at my little brother saying, are we sure we want to do this if we're going to end up like that? Uh, you know, because you have the stigma about cigars, right? They're unhealthy for you, yada, yada, all the crap people tell you. Um, we ended up picking out a cherry flavored cigar. First cigar that we're actually buying sounds great. 
so it was a John T. Uh, cherry flavored uh, cigar. And we went back to the house and we smoked it. And I really actually enjoyed just the idea of smoking. And I found it very relaxing. And uh, so that was, shoot, 19, almost 20 years ago. And um, I just continued smoking cigars. I ended up putting together a whole group. Uh, and we, we called it Sunday Night Blues Garage. And it's been 11 or 12 years that we still get together. And um, we started going around to different events as the group and just started getting more and more understanding and growing in the industry um, as we kept going forward. But yeah, my my very first cigar was not a pleasant experience. Sure. Now, I, I will tell you this. So the great thing about that story and that being my first cigar is that when I go fishing with my dad now out in California and I'm sitting on the side of the lake, I always bring my cigars. My dad does not smoke cigars. He doesn't want anything to do with them. He's not against it. He's very, actually very, very proud of me. And he's, he's told me that many times from being in the industry. Um, but it's funny because I'll light the cigar and he'll move his chair, you know, upwind for me. So he doesn't <laughs> right. sell it. <laughs> and about that time, I always kind of rotate and I look at him and say, hey, dad, how does it feel to know you introduced me to this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. Uh, that is the best. Well, uh, well let, let's, flip, yeah, well, let's flip the script then since that wasn't your uh, memorable one. What are y'all's most memorable uh, time with a cigar, whether the cigar itself or the moment? Wow, that's a man. That's an interesting one. I have so many memorable moments with cigars because I think that's really what cigars are about. Um, that that's that's really difficult for me to pinpoint. Um, I, I have to say, side note on this is when when people talk about and I and I try to I try to be very vocal about this, but. You know, the concern out there and the, the stigma is that cigars are addictive, uh, that people need them. Um, I, listen, I can go a month without smoking a cigar and I don't feel the itch. Yeah. Um, there, there is one, I, I will warn you of this, there is an addiction to cigars and it has nothing to do with the cigar itself. It has everything to do with the relationships and the experiences that I've had while smoking a cigar with somebody else. Yeah. If I have any addiction to a cigar, it's the relationship and the conversations that I get to have Yep. Around that cigar with other people. Has, yep. Listen, we, we could be drinking. If water had the same thing, mm-hmm. that, that same like commonality as cigars do, I would have the same addiction to water, right? Um, but I, I would have to say my most memorable experience with the cigar was probably that, that first one that I bought myself because I, you just can't, you, you can't pass up watching your little brother call shot. Now knowing what I know about cigars, yeah. <laughs> watching him call shops, acting like he was all informed <laughs> and knew everything and asking that Macanudos, which by the way, it was a, it was a probably about a month later. Uh, I went to go buy a cigar. I was in a Walgreens and I saw Macanudos in the Walgreens. And uh, I remember calling, <laughs> I called my little brother who was living in Utah at the time. And I said, Hey brother, I just want to let you know, I found an even better shop than the one we, we that we went to. And he goes, really, what's it called? And I said, Walgreens <laughs> and I can get beer there too. Yeah. He called me a few choice words, made fun of me and uh, we're still friends today, but um, get snacks and, and cigars and toilet paper and milk and everything else. Yeah. Make up whatever you need. Right. Yeah. It's all there. So um, I, I think that was probably my most, my probably absolute most memorable was that one uh, or last year being down in the Dominican Republic, sitting with um, the Cuevas family uh, smoking at their factory, getting to be a part of that whole um, experience, yeah. and not just a random factory tour, but actually being a part of the factory and the way they made me feel a part of the family. Um, 
I'll, I'll never forget that time smoking some of the, you know, some of the test blends and actually my own blend uh, that I created with them. We are sitting around a dinner table um, in the Dominican Republic. We had just rolled my blend of a cigar that day that I got to make and create. And we were, we had one cigar, so I know it's kind of faux pas, but we were passing that around. And to have Luis Cueva Sr., who's been doing this for over 30 years, actually give like, that's actually pretty good. Like that stamp. I was of approval. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm a master blender. (laughs) That's pretty pretty special. That one counts. (laughs) I agree with you about the community. I think that's uh, I think you make a very uh, eloquent point there that cigars bring that sense of community. I I think uh, that's, that's a great point. Tim, uh, memorable cigar for you. Yeah. Yeah, most memorable. I'm going to have two of them. Uh, one of them was uh, my wife and I, when we got married, we honeymooned, honeymooned in mood. That could have been bad. There, there may have been a bad mood there. Uh, no, but uh, we honeymooned in the Bahamas on um, on the big island of Nassau. And we went down to what's called the Straw Market District. That's there. Uh, and it's a big tourist area. You can see the cruise ships that pull up there, all these different things. We went to the Straw Market District. And I went there and picked up, you know, the, the illustrious Cohiba. You can say it's fake. You can say it's not. I really don't care. But I had <clears throat> what was, size-wise, honestly, I would say it was probably a Gordo because it took a long time to smoke. Uh, so it was probably it was probably 6 by 60 and uh, or 7 by 60 I don't know. It was long. But, uh, um, but that one for me, walking around with my new wife in the Bahamas around the Straw Market District, shopping and having having other tourists look at me be like bro where'd you get that can i i want one yeah. and have other people that are native they're looking at me like and they're you know they're looking they're going oh big poppy look at you with your cigar yeah. <laughs> you know? and so but that was just a fun experience uh, for me because i mean it, it's my honeymoon it, it doesn't get any better than that and so there was that one uh, and then the one that's a, a real close second uh, that i'll put was actually new year's eve of 20 uh, 18 going into 2019. My sister and brother-in-law and their kids were out from New York and my whole family was together at one of my brother's houses. Um, and we're sitting around uh, the fire pit in my brother's backyard. And they all know that I enjoy cigars because I'd uh, been doing reviews with another YouTube channel that I'm not a part of anymore. And, uh, and so they're like, Hey, did you bring cigars? And I'm thinking, well, did you guys just ask me if I brought cigars? The answer is, um, duh. And then <laughs> the fact that you want to smoke them. Sure. Absolutely. And so I passed cigars out to, you know, each of my brothers and, uh, and we all just sat there, me and my brothers, uh, my two brothers and my brother-in-law sat around there with a the fire pit. Um, my dad came out and he didn't smoke a cigar. Um, and, and you know, that's just personal conviction from my mom really, because my dad's dad passed away cancer, not lung cancer, but just because of that, my dad's not allowed to, and that's fine. That's their choice, their prerogative. But, uh, but sitting around there, literally like the, the men of my immediate family, enjoying cigars and being able to talk about them. And one of my brothers has a phenomenal palate for food and, and just different ways that he can pick up, I mean, ingredients that are in things that are, are baked and made. Um, and being able to hear what his take on the cigar was and all those different things, it was just a really cool time because it was like, okay, all of us men are sitting down, we're having a good time, sort of a, you know, male bonding, if you will. But that was just a cool time for me. I mean, I had cigars at my bachelor party and things like that, but being able to sit and, and enjoy a cigar with my brothers, uh, with my dad there, and do all that was one of those that, that ranks right up there with me as well. Yeah, that's a good one. No, that's cool because I'm coming the same way. Like no, like whenever I get together with my family on like 
Christmas Day or Thanksgiving or something, right. like they always like my brothers know that I'm always going to be bringing cigars if I go to the in laws yeah. or whatever. It's kind of like because I'm the only one that's like the super hardcore. You know, I'm in the I work in the industry. You know, got the podcast and everything. But even before then. You know, I've been a cigar smoker for almost two decades, so I was always bringing cigars, and I loved it when somebody would say, "Like, do you have cigars?" And it was the same reaction like you had, like, uh, "Duh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we're going to smoke these and everything." And like, I would get the side eye from mom, you know, and I can never, <laughs> I can never get dad to really smoke one with me. I finally smoked my first cigar with my dad just last year. Yeah, but yeah, like I always love that. You know, just gloss over that as the podcast that cries. Uh, the the podcast that I yeah I I cried <laughs> on cried. air. He cried on it because he smoked with his smoked There you his go. Life. For the record, your dad is one of the coolest guys uh, you'll ever meet. He's I know how I came from him. I'll never know. <laughs> Amen. There's <laughs> a mix really, in the hospital. We're gonna take a moment to just ponder that for a second. He's just, he's, you're, he's, you're pretty he's, all right yourself, Aaron. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> But your dad is just this cool guy. But you smoked with him, and it, it, that was really yeah. You know those moments that we have with family are not to be, uh, you know, are yeah, glossed over. Anything. Glossed over. No, I I love the fact like you know if I'm going somewhere with my in laws, and you know my brother in law is a is a you know a, a, he likes cigars and everything. I like the fact that I can share something that's a big passion to me to somebody that's not you know, so much as a lunatic as I am come cigars, but it's, you know, you, it could rub off onto somebody. And that's just what, I mean, in general, this whole community, that's what I love. Yeah. I love about it, you know, and like what you're oh, saying yeah. and what you're saying, Brandon, you know, having the, you know, the addiction, you know, during the, this time of, you know, the pandemic and having the shop closed, that is one of the things that I have missed more than the cigars itself. I can smoke a cigar on my balcony every night, yeah. but it's the interaction that you get with your, family that you don't share blood or name with that's what you really yep, right. come to addict and you, and you and you miss so much yep yep absolutely those are you know, what's funny is you, you you talk about that and it's funny because like i rarely find myself smoking the only time i smoke alone really is when i'm driving yeah. and i do a lot of driving i smoke in my car uh i don't care if you like that or not i'm a car guy um but i i, I my work car is gonna be driven until it dies um so <laughs> I, I will smoke in the thing because it's going to become parts for somebody. But, um, I rarely catch myself smoking alone. And, and, you know, it's funny cause you don't see, uh, the person out in the freezing cold standing outside trying to suck down the cigar as quick as they can on their lunch break. Mm -hmm. Um, and that to me, like I, I have to smoke with somebody because that's where, that's where my excitement is. That's what the cigar is. And that's what brings people together. And, Yep. You can have some amazing conversations over that cigar and just that tobacco leaf between the two of you. And you can grossly disagree with each other and actually get into a very heated debate mm -hmm. and then get up and hug it out and be friends. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about, you know, lounges in general, just not like our lounge here in Little Rock, but all over the nation, all over the world. I mean, you come yeah. together. The only commonality is the cigar itself, no matter what you right. are outside these walls, inside the walls, your cigar smoker, you know, brother, the leaf, sister, the leaf doesn't yep. matter. We have all walks of life inside the shop. And that's what is, yep. it's the giant melting pot. You know, if, if the U S is the melting pot of, you know, nationalities and races, you know, cigar shops are the melting pot of everything else because you have, you know, you right, left, you know, it doesn't matter what yep. it is inside yep. the shop. Yep. The cigar is, first and foremost, the thing that binds everything together. Yeah. It's been the yep. hardest part about the COVID thing. Cause, mm -hmm. uh, I have a, 
I, I describe the fellowship of of, a, of the group, and I, I think one of the things as men, but I think it applies to sisters of the leaf as well. But I I think one of the things that men miss as we grow up is they don't teach us to 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 have men around us mm-hmm. or that'll call us on our bullshit or call us give us advice tell us um you know to when we're struggling or when we're um, down or whatever and we've talked about this Aaron and mm-hmm. I find a lot of that fellowship uh, here and and we've talked about how my group one of my groups is the guys I sit back here in this very lounge and who will call me on my bullshit when it's wrong and mm-hmm. tell me when I'm um not acting like I should and you know I I use colorful language but I try really hard to be a good human being. And, uh, you know, there's times when I don't achieve that as much as I should. And I find that the cigar culture, mm-hmm. um, group, uh, I find those people more willing to say, Hey dude, you know, you, you need to, you know, do better yeah. or whatever. Um, and I find that fellowship is very meaningful to me. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's a serious conversation. Sometimes it's a light conversation. Um, but I, I think that community is, is great in the, in the cigar community. Well, and you're not going to find a more generous crowd yep. than cigar smokers. No. I mean, it's just, it's impossible. I mean, it, you know, I, I, you know, people coming together with, with other people who don't know anything about it and giving money to a cause or sending food to somebody who just had a death in the family, or even during this time when, you know, we know people who lost their jobs who were, you know, couldn't work, weren't bringing in money. You know, that was the main thing. Like do not stop coming to a lounge just because, because of that, you know, somebody is going to give you a cigar out of their locker. Somebody's going to buy you a cigar. I mean, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. And that's what's just so, so great about the cigar culture in general is that, you know, no matter what you're smoking, you either smoking a Davidoff or a quorum somewhere in there, you're going to be given something just out of the, you know, the generosity and the love yeah. of, of the group of people. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing like we, we just, we just recorded uh, our podcast with Jesse Flores uh, used to be with uh, uh, Drew state. And it's amazing because um, you know, his daughter really wasn't expected to live past what five or seven between five to seven years old. And here she is right. 21 years old. Wow. And, um, the cigar community has been so supportive of him and of his daughter. And he's able to buy all the medical supplies that he needs. Uh, you know, the milk that she needs, which is expensive is all get out in Nicaragua and becoming more and more rare right now because of COVID and all of this stuff. Um, I just commissioned him for an art piece to help support because he's an amazing artist and that's going to help support his daughter. Um, so to see that cigar community come, come through to help him with expenses for his daughter, for his living so that he can be there for her all the time is just, it is a prime example of what this community is all about. Yeah, Yeah. man, you were, we were talking about that story before we went on the air tonight. And, uh, first of all, an inspiring story. It's a hard story right now because, Obviously, mm-hmm. she is extremely. When we talk about those that are um, at risk, at risk, right? They're, they're yeah, susceptible, hugely susceptible. But you know, uh, that's a that's a great example of the cigar community. You know, going above and beyond. But I don't think you and I consider it above and beyond. That's just what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we so. it's what we do. And and the second part of this is, you know, for me that when I talk with some of the doctors. It was, it was interesting. We were listening to a, a, a different podcast and 
somebody came on and said, hey, what's the best way for me to evacuate cigar smoke from my car while I'm driving? And uh, somebody else came, you know, the, the host of the show says, well, we don't recommend smoking. It's not healthy for you, blah, 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 blah. But here's the best way to do it. You crack your window, Venturi effect, it pulls the cigar smoke out, blah, blah, blah. The guy comes back and says, well, actually, I am a doctor. Um, and that is my profession. I understand this stuff very well. And the number one, the number one cause of disease in men is stress. And the number one way for men to relieve stress from their lives is a good conversation and be a good cigar. And he said, let me explain that. He says, one, if you're lighting a cigar properly, which means you're taking the time to give yourself a nice precision cut, you're slowing your life down enough to focus on just the cut of the cap. Mm -hmm. And at the lighting of the cigar, you're toasting the foot, not roasting the foot, not rushing to get that cigar in your mouth and get that thing lit and get as much smoke into your system as you can. You're slowing down your life. You're slowing down your breathing and focused on just the foot of that cigar as you're toasting it. And then you're changing the pace of your breathing because you're, you're learning the pace of that cigar. And so it's slowing, it's meditative to a point because you're slowing down your breathing. And then most people are smoking cigars with other gentlemen and having that great conversation and thereby alleviating stress. And look at some of the big cigar smokers, you know, George Burns and a lot of these guys that have <laughs> yeah. lived yeah. on Smoking ever. a box a day. Yeah, and they live yeah. on forever. I mean, there was a, a, a veteran that just died at, uh, what was he, 108 or something like that when he passed away. And he says, you know, what is it, like six or eight cigars a day and a glass of whiskey is what keeps them alive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's just neat to see that this is such a great industry that uh, the reality of it is, it's, and I speak directly about men because women have their own ways of relieving stress, and I love seeing women in this industry. Yep. So I'm not excluding women at all from this. Of course. But men are taught, and we're stress bubbles, we're taught to take everything that we have and all of our stresses and everything and just bottle it up, and we're supposed to be men, and we're supposed to be this face and yep. never have any issues, never cry, never have emotions. and for a group of men to get together, I, I can't tell you how many times I've shed a tear with, with the group of men that I have that comes over because we've built mm-hmm. that trust and camaraderie yep. that we can say, hey, I'm having a tough time, man. I just need to talk this out. And we do that over a cigar. Yeah. Brandon, I could not agree more with that. And um, that's something we talk about building that group uh, of friends around you that you can do that yep. with. Um, it is important um, it is important for brothers and sisters of the leaf to have that, yep. that support. Um, yep. like I said, to call you on your bullshit when it's there, but to lean on when you need to, um, to be there, to laugh, to love, to all those things. Um, yeah. a friend of ours, Mike Willingham talked about that. That's what is a big part of his. And he, mm-hmm. I know he talked about when he was on our podcast and I, I could not agree with that more. I do smoke alone because of that meditative factor. I do yeah. uh, mm-hmm. smoke because I need to slow my life down at times yeah. because I'm great mm-hmm. at speeding it up. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I'm yeah. great at speeding it up. Yeah, and yeah. Tim, I, I think you we and all I have been yeah. on enough po- uh, <laughs> conversations where I imagine, Tim, you're great at speeding your life up because you and I are yeah. wired the same. I need yep. to slow it down. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, use, I use cigars as a way to slow it down. And I will spend time listening to music and just pondering, trying to put things back into the right order right my family and all those things and i i love doing cigars for that oh yeah it's a great thing the the line that my wife and i use if she goes and you know gets her you know 
toenails done and they massage her feet. And, you know, she's like, oh, it's relaxing for me. And, you know, for me, it's a, the, the phrase that we use is I just need some decompression time. Yep. I need some yeah. time to just sort of decompress and relax. And that's, that's sort of the way that, that, you know, I, that's what I love about cigars. And for the most part, I smoke by myself because I'm doing my reviews for my channel and different things like right. that. Um, you know, a couple of times a week, obviously Brandon and I, with what we're doing for down to the nub, when we've got our pre-record for our podcast and when we go live on Sundays, you know, obviously I'm, I'm enjoying a cigar with him, but for the most part it, it's by myself, but I need that. I need that sort of downtime, that little bit of decompression, that, that slowing down. I mean, look, there was a study and, and I've mentioned it multiple times, uh, that came out that said men who smoke cigars, it was just focused on men who smoke cigars live an average of a year and a half to two years longer than men that don't because it forces us, like you guys were talking about, to slow down, yeah. to not rush, to to just sort of disconnect and go, ah, and, and slow down your mind and just relax. And and I love that about cigars. And that, and that's that's just probably my, my favorite thing about them is being able to, obviously the community aspect I love, but when it's just me, that's what I love the most about them. It slows me down. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the newer questions that we've started asking guests because I've always said like cigars bring me back to zero. That's what it means to me. What do cigars, <laughs> yeah. mean, what do cigars mean to y'all? Um, I mean, for me, it's, it, it's a community thing first and foremost. I mean, to, to go off of Brandon and I and how we met, you know, I was on a live Instagram with, um, a buddy of mine and, and we met, you know, cause he jumped on when Instagram was first allowing you to, to jump on, you know, other people's lives and what they were doing and, uh, and, you know, got to talk and, and hang out But the, the community for me. I just, I love the community aspect of it. I mean, now I'm, you know, sold my house. So I'm temporarily living in my in-laws house uh, with them. My father-in-law enjoy cigars and we'll go golfing and have a cigar and all that. The community aspect for me is, yeah. is what I absolutely love about it. Um, but for me, it, it just, it's it, cigars to me mean relaxation, but also getting to try new things. There are so many cigars in the market where, you know, I've had my eyes open the last couple of years, especially to the entire world of not entire, but a part of the world of the boutique industry. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's, it's education, it's relaxation, it's community. It's all those things that, that, that just give me a, a sense of, of joy and, and happiness and, and just a positive positive outlook and sense on what's going on and allows me to sit and think. And, you know, I can sit and do that with a glass of whiskey. I can sit and do that, you know, sitting by myself, but sitting with a cigar for me, there's, there's just a different mindset. And and I, I I love that about what cigars mean to me specifically is it's just a sense of relaxation and, and really being able to, to, if I wanted to think about nothing, I can think about nothing. If I want to sit and think through strategy and planning for the future and all that, I can sit and do that too. Yeah. Uh, it allows me to do a lot. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'm in the industry, so cigars to me mean money. They mean food. They mean providing for my family. Uh, no, cigars have a lot of meaning for me. I mean, obviously, as a cigar broker, they, they, they mean my income. I mean, this is this is how I feed my family, um, which I, I never thought would have been a thing. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Thank You for Smoking, but mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm that uh, that lobbyist, you know, in in, in this industry. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes I feel like I'm I'm that guy. Um, but you know, because there still is that there's a stigma and that separation of cigarettes from cigars that yeah. you know I grew up with that is is a constant 
you know, in my mind and you hear it constantly. And it's still around today. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's prevalent and, and it's insane how, how much it around it is today. Cause they're, they're not, and that's a big fight with the FDA right, right now is yep. separating cigarettes and chew from cigars and, uh, defining what an actual cigar is and doing, uh, studies directly on cigars, which they have not yet done. Um, but what does it mean to me? Uh, you know, some of my best friends have come from cigars, uh, that I've met in lounges. Um, you know, it, it's been, it's the camaraderie, it's the connection, it's the, the idea of the amazing conversations that, that I get to have. I've learned more. One of my, be- one of my best friends in the industry, he's about as far left as you get and I am not. Uh, and so, <clears throat> um, you know, getting to have the conversations with him and understanding his mindset and where he's coming from and having those arguments and those battles. And then, you know, when we're done, he says, Hey, my taillight's out on my car. Can you help me fix it? And I'm like, yeah, let's go do it, dude. No problem. You know, we are just in this like heated debate, like wanting to kill each other. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's that, it's that coming together of, of souls. Um, and it's the old soul mentality that I feel like every time I cut and I light a cigar, I feel like I'm experiencing an old soul. Like I feel like I'm experiencing a time of, of yesteryear that just doesn't exist much in this world today anymore. And it's sad because it's slipping away more and more and more. Uh, and I, and I, I miss it. Like, I feel like I should have been born in the thirties, you know, and be walking around like, yeah, I'm smoking cigars. Hey, yeah. You know, uh, but, but I'm, I wasn't born then. So I'm here and this is my way to experience that, yeah. that just that camaraderie and the meeting of just amazing people and gaining the knowledge and understanding their life story because they're willing to share it over a cigar and over, you've got a captive audience for an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. Yeah. 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 It, man, the, the amount of knowledge that has been fed into my little tiny pea brain, uh, has been just has been overwhelming and exciting because it's gotten my brain tickled about areas that I never thought it would ever be tickled before. And that's just over meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, being in the, being in the industry as well, it's something that we'll never know everything because it's ever changing. So it's, it's nice to like always continue that, that continued education is, you know, really awesome. You know, a new blend, a new, you know, roller, a new factory or something. It's something to always learn. It's something to always, you know, gain knowledge because, you know, it's just something that you'll never, you'll never have a hundred percent of the knowledge out there because it's ever changing and there's always something being added or, uh, you know, something new is happening. And it's just that that's what's, you know, so prevalent about being in the, in, in the industry. You know, it's like, you know, my word isn't the end all be all, but you know, because I don't know everything, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn everything that I can. Right. Brandon, how long have you been in the industry? So I've had my brokerage, uh, May was two years that I've owned the brokerage. Um, prior to that, I've just been, I've been friends with, I feel like everybody, um, the year prior to that at IPCPR, I was helping uh, at the HR booth, uh, hanging out with uh, Spencer and with Hirochi Rabinia and all those guys in the booth and smoking 14 cigars a day with them and <laughs> um, just 
always known all the shop owners. I've known a lot of the brand. I mean, I found an old photo of me with Rocky Patel back before either of us had gray hair. And, uh, <laughs> that you know, so yeah. And it was back when it was like, Oh, you're Rocky Patel. I mean, like, it's funny. Cause like you see the people that are like, Oh, you're so-and-so. And it's, yeah. you see him get all excited and I sit back and I kind of giggle now. Cause I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, yeah. I'm not like, Oh my God, it's you. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's the other thing I love about it though, too, is like you, you get these little rock stars in this industry and you see the young cigar smokers or the people that haven't gotten experience the people in the industry and you yeah. see how excited they get yeah. as yeah. if they had just met like Elvis Presley. And it's like, that, that's just, dude, that's, that's my boy, Pete Johnson. Like, right. you know, right. Like, right. And, and to see that, like that, that little, that almost like giddy little girl excitement, you know, in, in all these like grown men's faces when they get to meet somebody is yeah. just can't help but smile and be happy. You know, well, it's like up here, we have Matt boost number in our personal cell phones and everything. And one of our oh, regulars yeah. is a huge room one one fan. And we're all like, we're like, Oh yeah, really? Look at this. And then like, we'll just call up Matt and he'll be like, yo, what's up? And we're like, and you know, they're freaking out. Right. I'm like, right. Yeah. You know, to us, it's just <laughs> like, but he's a big deal. In no, the I mean, he's huge, but it's just, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about before we're, you know, on the air talking about fanboying out on certain things. Uh-huh. I mean, that's awesome when you, when people can, you know, definitely fanboy out on, you know, certain products or a roller yeah. or whoever. Yeah. It's but, just, but Nick Gervais talks about it. The fact is 99.9% uh-huh. of the people in this industry are super down to earth mm-hmm. and oh, really yeah. cool to meet. And Pete oh, Johnson yeah. is and, and Matt Booth yeah. are two great examples of that. Who I've met yeah. both of those guys, yeah. and they're just yeah, we've cool, down to yeah. down to earth guys, and you just go, they're 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 cool to meet, and they're fun, and they're willing to talk to anybody. Um, you know, you you run into those guys, mm-hmm. and it's it's Rocky Patel, who I've met multiple times as well, is just a fun guy. Yeah. He's just a really cool yeah. guy, and he, he, I mean, let's not mistake that Rocky Patel isn't a rock star in this industry. Mm-hmm. Rocky Patel is a rock star in this industry. He is he's the biggest name. He's yeah. the biggest name. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Carlito, right. It's going to be one or two. It's going to be mm-hmm. a couple guys, yeah. but Rocky Patel is probably the biggest name in this industry, but you meet him. He's huge smile. He's good. He's engaging as hell. He's mm-hmm. funny as yeah. all get out. And he's, he's just amazing. Yeah. It's like Nick Perdomo. Nick is just a nice guy, serious guy. Yeah, I mean, when, is all yeah, fuck, like right? when when I mean, when Nick comes up here, it's like, yeah, it's Nick. It's, yeah, Nick. it's just like, yeah, we're yeah. first name basis. Yeah, that's that's nice. the cool part about this industry is there's just a ton of cool people in this industry, and those guys are are, are some some of the great examples. There's just a ton of cool it's, guys. It's funny you talk about Matt Booth because I remember, uh, you know, when I first when I first met him, and then we kind of. You know, we went back and forth and we talked for a while. And then I remember one day I was, um, and hopefully your show doesn't have a lot of family listeners, uh, but we were sitting there one time and I'm, I'm like, literally like, just, just, my, just my parents. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Well, Hey parents. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm, I'm dropping my morning deuce. Right. And I, so you're sitting there on the toilet, you got your, your chonies around your ankles. And I'm thinking like, this is an interesting scenario. And for some reason it just came in my head and I snap a picture of just my underwear around my ankle sitting on the toilet, you know? And, uh, and I send it to Matt Booth and I was like, Hey dude, thinking of you. And that's all I sent to him, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you, you, 
you wouldn't do that to, you know, Barack Obama or Donald Trump or something. Oh. Like, you wouldn't think you could do that to most people. It's, you know, Matt just fires back, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's a great industry. And, and, uh, oh, yeah. You get to meet a lot of those guys. Uh, I met, um, Glenn Case from Christoph, who's a very cool yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. There's just a ton of cool guys in this industry. What, what brands do you, um, do you, do you broker? I don't know what the proper term is. Well, what brands do you represent? Yeah, brokers are proper term. There's a difference between reps and brokers. Mm-hmm. A rep works directly for the company, is paid by them, and has all their expenses paid, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm actually more of like a, I'm the middleman or kind of a marketing firm uh, per se for the individual brands, and I have specific territories that are captive to me. Um, and so I can work with multiple brands. Actually, I think we have like over 1,700 SKUs that we represent now. Wow. Um, as a brokerage in 14 states. Um, so we've grown very, very fast. But um, one of my first brands that I got was Casa Cuevas that I currently represent still. Excellent. Um, we do Espinosa cigars, uh, Sereno cigars, as well as their APS catalog, which is a lot of the house blends and bundles. Uh, we do Cozumar flavored. Uh, a little brand people know of called Ipicarillo. Okay. Um, mm. Just a little guy. Just a little guy. Mm. Little guys. Uh, we do uh, 1502 cigars. We do Patina cigars. Uh, I do Lotus and Vertigo accessories, lighters and cutters. Um, and then we also just recently picked up Sinistro cigars as well. Wow. So, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, we got, we got quite a, you Quite got, a portfolio here. You got some of my favorites on there. The 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 Sinistro. I don't. Um, I was like, I guess, I guess we've been calling it wrong the whole time. I, I guess we have because that uh, the last cowboy, uh, yeah, is uh, is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, great cigar. The Polina, I've smoked that recently, and that's a really good cigar. The EP twentieth is oh, so now. Uh, oh, so now I'm gonna fanboy just a little bit. I am. Uh, I'm a huge EP guy. Yeah, yeah. EP Carrillo well, is, is just they're so good. It's so good. We'll have to get you. We'll have to get the. Uh, we'll have to get you on the horn with Ernesto. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I love. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, I am a big EP Carrillo fan. Actually, there's a shop in uh, St. Louis who had. Um, uh, it was a JR's and they, they were running, they were getting rid of them for some reason. And I bought like, uh, like 10 boxes. They hadn't discounted <laughs> and they go, yeah, we can't sell these. And I said, that's cause I haven't walked in here before. Yeah. And they, <laughs> and they go, you really? And I said, these are the, these are awesome cigars. Yeah. I, and I, so I love the EP Carlos. Which great. one was that? Um, uh, and it was a bunch of the different, it was, it was, 10 years ago, five, uh, no, it was, it was eight years ago. So it was, um, I'm going to, and I don't remember the exact, uh, skews on them, but, um, it was the, it was before the dust came out. So it was the one, it was before that it was the, the darker Maduro one, but, um, but they the had Cardinal and the, yeah, it was the Cardinal. It was, there was three boxes of the Cardinals and then there were some of the others. I love the nice. Carrillo. Um, it is, yeah. is just, I think they're phenomenal. Well, yeah. and Ernesto is another one of those great guys in the industry. And then now his daughter, Lisette's a part of it. And the amazing thing about Lisette that I love about her is she's so involved in, uh, in, in women in the industry and talking and speaking out about women in the industry. Cause this has been predominantly a gentleman's industry, or I guess I'm, I shouldn't, I use that word gentleman loosely. Uh, <laughs> 
But, <laughs> you know, to hear her speak about women in the industry and encourage women to be in the industry and yep. to encourage women to have respect for themselves yeah. yep. in the industry is the thing that I love that she speaks out about. Well, I'm, I'm excited about that. You think about, uh, just side sidetrack for a second, the Padrone daughters, uh-huh. you think about a lot of the yep. Fuente daughters, you think about Nick uh, Perdomo's daughter, who's now taking, I think, a pretty major role in, in the company, uh, Nick's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm encouraged because it was uh, an old boys club for a hundred thousand yeah. years. Right. And, oh yeah. Um, but that is changing. And obviously there's some, there's going to be some resistance because it's some, that doesn't change without some Push resistance, back, yeah. but you're, you're seeing a lot of the next generation being a lot different and that's yeah. um, encouraging as hell. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I think that's going to bring a, a fresh, uh, a fresh look to this. Yeah, viewpoint and everything. I mean, you yeah, think, I mean, we do, one of our reoccurring segments on our show, or not segment, but a reoccurring show that we do is, you know, a sister of the leaf on our show just because yeah. it's so, I mean, even in our shop alone, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, a good amount of yeah. everyday regular female smokers are yeah. in here yeah. damn near yeah. every day. 10, so. 15 years ago, Brandon and I will remember this. You too probably won't, but it was, it was incredibly rare to see a female smoker in a lounge. It was when Rosie, Rosie, yeah, you have Rosie Perez with Kojimar. It was actually the first female, um, cigar brand owner. Yeah. And yeah. she just kind of had an idea. We, we just had her on the show and I get to work directly with her and it's, it's really neat because both of her daughters are in the industry, one mm-hmm. working with her and the other one working with Gurkha. And uh, I was Gurkha. Yeah. Gurkha. Yeah, Gurkha. And, um, but you know, getting to talk to her about what it was like back in the day is mm-hmm. just so informative because she was, she paved the way she pioneered right uh, the idea of female, uh, of, of females in this industry. And man, what a great, great story she has yeah, yeah. what's well, like uh you know the my father brand the dom pepin's grand granddaughter i mean she the my favorite my father is the laduania which yeah. you know she, oh. which she helped blend i mean it's yeah i mean it's yeah. it's an amazing amazing cigar so yeah there's just i mean the you know the 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 floor is there the ceiling is so far ahead yeah. for all them well and the the point of our sister of the leaf episodes and i don't know that we've said this on air but we'll say it on the air right now is so that uh, the brothers of the leaf get comfortable with the sisters of the leaf being in the shop, mm-hmm. right? Because part of it is um, 10, 15 years ago, it was rare. And to be honest with you, some of the brothers of the leaf didn't know how to act mm-hmm. with ladies being in the room. Um, oh, absolutely. It, it was a boys club. Yeah. And yep. so when we talked with Dee and Lu- Leanne um, uh, on both of those shows, the point is um, those are both – those both those ladies are strong personalities, and they'll yeah. correct you hard if you treat them improperly. <laughs> oh yeah, like publicly and embarrassingly so. <laughs> um, if you if you do anything improper, yeah. um, and then they'll they'll give you shit the rest of the night. But you know, um, you know, yeah. just getting you comfortable with ladies being in the room because um, they're not eye candy. They are uh, sisters of the leaf. Yeah. So um, it's important to us that yeah. everyone is comfortable in the lounge. Yep. So absolutely. Well, let's go around the horn and talk about the cigars that we are having. So again, over here on our side, 
Uh, we're having the Tatawahe Jabaro number two. So, Steve, so speaking of Don Paping, this Did is. Did you just call me Steve? Yes, Steve. So, speaking of Don Paping, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is made under his watchful eye at the My Father factory. Um, yeah, it's got it in there. Um, Nicaraguan Piro uh, has a Corojo 99 wrapper on it. Um, I don't smoke enough of the Jabaro um, because it is on the lighter side for me. Um, you know, it's, it's peppery up front, but it's got that earthiness. It's got some natural sweetness to it. You know, I favor more towards the stronger side of the Tatawahe. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm glad you, you chose this one, uh, for, for this show because it's, it's it, is a, it is a really good one. Yeah. Or some nice, nice earthiness to it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not a typical tattoo. It's not, it's, that's why I mean, it had, got had, earthiness had, had a shaggy foot, which I don't know of any other tat that has a shaggy foot. No, it's on a, it. it's an atypical tattoo, mm-hmm. but it's a nice one. It's got a nice earthiness. I'm not getting any sweetness. I have no idea of the other words you were saying. Um, uh, but, um, I did get a little spiciness up front, yeah. um, but it's just been earthy, earthy, earthy. Yep. Yep. It's been, uh, it's been nice. So what about you, uh, you guys over there on the other side of the screen? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying my Martinez, uh, Don Antonio Escogito. It's, I don't even know how many times I've had this. It's been multiple times and every single time it's, it's good. It's delicious. The there's there's a sweetness to it there's an earthiness there's a a, a woodiness and there, there's actually a really good cedar woodiness to the cigar uh and i i enjoy it so it's uh it's treating me well good how about the yeah, Paso I'm, Cuevas? I'm always partial to this one and I, I think you know it's funny because uh you can take the band off of cigars and give a give a person a cigar they claim to hate with no band on it and they'll smoke it and absolutely love it. And then you tell them what it was and they're like, Oh, that's the one I hated before. And you're a jerk, you know, and, uh, how dare you change uh, my mind? Yeah. So to me, there's a, there's a, there's, there's emotion behind the cigar, but beyond that, the flavor notes of it. Um, like when I, when I drink beer, I'm an IPA drinker. I like a bitterness in my beer. Um, and so this has that real natural, nice bitterness to it. I feel like I'm getting to just experience so much of the earth that it's grown in. Uh, has the Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and the Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. Um, and they're very, very, you know, coming from many, many years of Cuban background, they're very traditional in the way they make and blend their cigars. And this to me is everything that I would expect what people say a Cuban is, which we know really is not. Yeah. Um, this is everything that I would really want to experience from, you know, a Cuban cigar, uh, being that it's got that little bit of spice, it's got that that little bit of bitterness to it, so that earthiness, uh, just really, really an enjoyable any time of the day cigar for me. Good, good. So the whole part of the collective smoke was to bring in, you know, four different shows, totally different shows, to bring it in as one collective because every show is one hundred percent different. Like we said, you know, you're a video show uh, or a video and audio. You're live as well, and you just got done. Getting, <laughs> we're the dumb ones. <laughs> yeah, we're the ones that make the mistakes that we can't erase. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's. I mean, that's a totally different monster because there's a, there's yeah. other like uh, video podcasts that you know I, I watch and I listen to like uh, you know Burn Down Guys, but there's editing involved. You're truly you're you're live on YouTube, you know, every Sunday at a certain time, and that's yeah. just whenever you get behind a mic already, you already get a little hesitant if you're not used to it but when you when that red light goes on and you know cameras are hot 
That's a totally different monster. Well, the live feedback angle of that has Mm got to be the oh interaction with your fans. That's 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 so cool. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's the greatest part about Down to the Nub Live on Sundays. Uh, and it's for those that, that uh, aren't watching or listening yet, uh, it's at 6 o'clock uh, Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific time on Sundays. And the greatest part about it, and I think Brandon would agree, other than just the community that comes in and surrounds that live show, uh, is the interaction, is the, the comments, is the conversation that takes place. I mean, people are yeah. talking with each other on the side, but the, the comments that come up and I mean, we've had multiple, multiple people reach up to us and have said, we watch other shows and you know, there's a ton of other great shows out there. We've got great respect for them. So that they go, we can put a comment and we know it's actually going to get read. Yeah. And Brandon, Brandon is very good. He, he handles all of throwing up the comments and, and engaging and doing all of that. Uh, and, and it's probably the most entertaining and enjoyable part of what we do with down in the live with having the live show with doing all that, because everybody feels like they're part of the show yeah, as opposed yeah. to watching the show and just being entertained. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, I think, you know, we record on Sundays where we release on Fridays. We do. So there's a, there's almost a full week gap, but like, you know, all of our listeners, it's still, they still get that feedback. Like it's almost like they're there with us. You can actually be there with you guys right. while it's happening and be part of the show. So they can go back yep. and re-listen to it and yep. hear their, their question answered and, and everything. And that's, and that's so cool where you can bring that, you know, that aspect to, you know, the podcast game to the cigar community as a whole. Oh yeah. And when the people that are on that are, they're seeing the comments that are there on the screen and they're, you know, we've had Lewis Cuevas on and, you know, Jack Tarano and a bunch of different people. And when yeah. they're calling out, you know, person X or, you know, this person, Hey, that's a great compliment. Thank you so much. I'm humbled by that, you know, by your words there the people that are watching sort of get to fanboy out and go, Oh, they said my name, which (laughs) is a cool thing for us because it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we, we enjoy again about it is, is there is the full interaction with it. Yeah. It leaves a lasting impression. Yeah. And everybody wants to be a part of something. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I don't care how young or how old you are. You, everybody wants to feel important. They want to feel like they're a part of something. I've been on some other live shows and typed in my comments and it just gets ignored, 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 yep. ignored. Yeah. And I, I just think like, I think to myself, like, why am I such dog shit to you yeah. that you can't even take the time to say, Hey, um, not that I'm, not that I'm somebody important, but it, it's, it's really, and listen, we got our own podcast and we're not doing this for profit for ourselves. This isn't no. our business. We yeah. give every dollar that we make um, above and beyond our expenses goes right back into the community. Uh, Tim and I agreed upon that right, right off the get go that this was not an income producing thing for us. And so I want everybody to feel important. I want everybody to feel like they're part of that community. And I want that cigar lounge. We want that cigar lounge uh, for everybody yep. because if you're sitting at a cigar lounge and you're sitting down and you're, and you're giving your opinion and everybody's like ignoring you, you feel like shit. You're like, why am I, you're not going to go back to that lounge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want people to come back and be involved in it's It's just great. Cause I mean, like I said, we did, we had Jesse Flores on who's talking about, you know, his daughter and cancer and all these things going on. And there's just, just comment after comment coming up of like, Hey man, thanks. I needed to hear this. My, my mom passed away from cancer in 2011 or, you know, my, my dad has cancer is in the battle of this right now. And, right, yeah. uh, it's people just feel like they're a part of that and they get to give their input and their story. 
Um, and then for us, another big part of our show is, is that we're God centric. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yeah, I believe that God brought us together, Tim and I, um, and it's amazing when we did one show supporting a brother that lost his wife, mm-hmm. um, and there, because of COVID couldn't see her, her, him and his two children could not see her, uh, for three weeks before she passed away. Wow. And, um, so we did this show and we brought one of his friends on and we literally stopped and we said, Hey, we're going to say a prayer real quick. And we asked his friend to say the prayer. And it was really interesting because I'm watching the comment stream and there's always that 20 second delay. But as soon as that 20 second delay hit and we said that we're going to say a prayer, there wasn't another comment that came up. Nope. And everybody was silent and respectful, no matter what, where, whether you believe in God or not. Um, everybody was comment, quiet and respectful. And at the end of it, it was just like this endless flood of just amen, 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 amen. And it was just like, I mean, I'm getting chills talking about it right now. Cause yeah, it was yeah. one of the most so, powerful moments we've had. Yeah. I, that, that to me is the most single, most powerful moment that we've had on our show. And I felt so blessed. And to the point that it's like, I remember being in Tim and I didn't even tell you this, but like I'm getting comments afterwards from people saying, thank you. I needed that my day or my week or my life has been this way. And I needed that. And literally to read some of these comments and have a tear come from my eye and, you know, feel the emotions from our listeners was just something that I, I just don't feel like we can get any other way. Yeah. 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 It, that's it, what we it made it all worth it. Yeah. I mean, that's what we kind of say on our show. Like our show is, you know, 40% cigar, 60% bullshit, but you don't know how many listeners out there need that avenue of just, you know, like we talked right. about before, just releasing, just relaxing, getting everything out. Yep. And, you know, it's, you know, we, we interact with a bunch of our listeners, you know, and, but there's probably tons out there that we don't interact with because they might not be mm-hmm. comfortable enough to, you know, Texas or whatever. I mean, so, I mean, whatever, we don't, we don't care about that, but just the fact that, that we can at least reach somebody out and, and, you know, yeah. and, and just give them that avenue to, you know, have their, you know, like you said, two hours of just me time or, or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, that just, yeah, just that, you know, feels like they're part of this group, part of a, a virtual lounge more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, yeah. you know, what, what made y'all decide to go this avenue of, you know, a cigar entertainment, I guess, or, you know, into the industry of podcasting? Tim, uh, you want to get this one? I'll, I'll go. <laughs> we're, both, we're just smiling at each other. So. I know, right? So, uh, Really, what it came down to is is I'd been doing cigar reviews and doing some different things uh, with a, a previous YouTube channel that I helped start, grow, develop, and do all sorts of different things. Uh, and and I had wanted to do a live show, and not for any kind of you know building up myself or oh look at me I can do a live show now. None of that. <laughs> but I wanted to just have a, a time of pure community and hanging out with people and not have the overproduced you know, BS that's out there of the, Oh, you know, and I've got this and I get this many emails a week and I do this. We just, I just wanted to have something that was just down to earth real. Uh, and, and so, you know, I started by doing the reviews and I've got my own YouTube channel now doing reviews separately, but with down on the live and our podcast, uh, that's pre-recorded that we release every Thursday morning at nine 30 in the morning, you know, it was just one of those things where, uh, we, we just, came together. Brandon had this idea where he was doing lives in his own Facebook group, the Cigar Mechanic Garage, and people were saying, hey, you need to be doing 
podcast. You need to be doing something live. You need to be doing that. And, and it was just one of those things where honestly, God just sort of brought our paths together. And I shared with him, Hey, I'm looking at doing this with the current partner I'm with. You know, he's, he's just not wanting to go down that road. Can't commit the time. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but I really want to do this. And it wasn't even a, Hey, would you do this with me? It was a, Hey, I'm just thinking about doing this. So, you know, just, just be praying for it and let's see what God says. And within a couple of weeks of that, it turned into, Hey, you want to do a podcast. I want to do a live show. What would you think if we did this together? And, and it just was an organic, natural progression and has not stopped growing since then. And we, we absolutely love it. So really it wasn't even a, Hey, Brandon, you're in the industry. I'm a reviewer. We've got two unique perspectives. Let's start something and see what happens. Um, it was just a completely organic, um, natural thing that happened and it is what it is now. Yeah. I mean, to add another little kink to everything, like Mark and I are in the same room, uh, Alan, Melissa, they're outside together, Nick and Gator. Mm -hmm. They're on the same, the same, they're, they're on the same porch. You, Tim are in California and you, Brandon, mm-hmm. are in Arizona. So that's a wholly, that's a totally different, you know, you're two different <laughs> states, and yet you're still able to produce a show. I mean, that's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, cra- it's crazy, too. I mean, like what yeah. you said, like it just happened organically, but you don't yeah. see that a lot. I mean, that's that's kind of high-end production value right there to be in two different, uh, two different states, but still produce one show. That's like ESPN-wise, you know, that's, a, that's all the way over there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, it, and there, I mean, you guys know, obviously, because you you do your audio recording and then you've got to go in afterwards and you've got to get it ready and, and do all the posts and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot of work. I mean, it, for anybody that thinks that, that any of the four of us sitting here right now are getting rich off of doing this because, oh, you've got this and you mentioned this brand and you talk about, no, it's purely for the passion of cigars and wanting to share that passion with others yep. that any of us do this. Yeah. And, and it is a lot of work. There's a lot of editing. There's a lot of things that go on. There's, you know, the graphic stuff. There's all those kinds of things yeah. that do go into it. Uh, but at the end of the day, the community of cigar enthusiasts that support down to the nub that we get to hang out with. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we've said it from the beginning. It is not the Tim and Brandon show. It is not the look at us and support us and make us amazing people because that would take a lot more work than they're able to even do anyways. Um, but it, it, it's not the Tim and Brandon show. It, yeah. it is purely the cigar community supporting the com- cigar community. And that's the way we've labeled it since the beginning of helping each other out. I mean, we've Brandon mentioned the one time where we had, you know, a good friend of ours who lost his wife. We've had recently another one of our sisters of the leaf um, who lost her husband tragically, just unexpectedly. We, we've had multiple wow. things that have come up where the community has been able to prove that it's not about production value. It's not about right. saying the right things. It's not yeah. about knowing everything about cigars. It's about being there for each other, with each other, and to support each other while enjoying good cigars at the same time. And does it take a lot of work? Yeah, but is it worth it? Absolutely, because some of those people that are um, tuning in and that are listening and that are enjoying what's going on uh, may not have another outlet or another avenue. And we've received yeah. messages from people when we've gone live that just say, I needed even though it was, you know, this long impromptu time on Facebook, I needed that hour and a half of just rambling and talking in real life because you don't realize what I'm going through right now. And this is exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think, I think it's, I think it's really important to point out that there's a lot of really good podcasts. I mean, you guys are prime example of it as well. Yes. I mean, and, and I, 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 uh, I look up to you guys because you are doing just the audio podcast, but to me, like, 
trying to understand how to get your listeners involved in the way that you do um, on just an audio pre-recorded format. Like to me, like I, I've always done live shows. I've done radio. I've done TV. I've always done the live and I can easily interact live. Right. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy when somebody's sending a comment right there to respond to the comment or to put it up. Uh, you guys are getting your listeners involved and they feel like they're part of something because they are. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot out there that are just these, um, these, these, these groups that kind of give this fake involvement or this, this persona of something that they're not. And I love, I love the, the four groups that are in the collective because it's real, it's raw, it's who they are. You can really kind of go through the collective, the four groups and say, Hey, who do I relate with? And, or do I relate with multiple people or what mood am I in today? Yeah. So I can mm-hmm. know, do I want slapstick funny? Do I want to learn about, you know, pairing a drink with a cigar? Do I want to know more about music or do I just want to see these two idiots um, on down to the nub, um, you know, <laughs> to avoid life? It's, it, it really is. It kind of gives that option of real raw, true people. Yeah. And none of us are experts. I don't sit here and just read encyclopedias and just vomit that into a microphone. Right. As a matter of fact, our last couple of podcasts, I think have been very little about cigars and more about a soapbox that we're standing on. Yeah. yeah uh, mental vomit of what we're thinking of what's going on recently. Right. <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, I think it's important is that, that, that uh, consumer involvement um, is, is vital to a, a good podcast. And, um, I want to reiterate what Tim said. I think, you know, God brought us together and there's a reason and we didn't know it when he and I met. Um, and then I went to his studio and got to be a part of their show when uh, you were with dad smoking cigars mm-hmm. and got to be a part of that, which was really, really neat. And it kind of got me excited about the whole concept of doing a podcast and I was already doing the live video. So um, it was just neat to combine those things. And, and Tim is the bleep loop guy. He does all the back end stuff. So when he says there's a lot of work, I believe him. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm the, I'm the post-production guy and it is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah so like sometimes I feel like I'm just the dude that gets on a microphone and acts like an idiot and kind of helps to, to yes. move this along a little bit, you know? <laughs> well, we both can be pretty good idiots, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you can never have enough, you know, you talk about the community, but in, and obviously our community is different, but you talk about the, uh, the two, you know, you, the, you know, man, the COVID uh, story, you're talking about that power of that connection you have with the community. We've gone through that with, with one of the communities we're a big part of where we have some people who are struggling mm-hmm. right now. And, and we're talking about, you know, with the herf that we have. And it's, you know, you're, you're connecting with people and you're providing support, whether uh, and I, that situation where someone, the COVID thing is, is in particular um, brutal because of that. Um, yeah. a disconnection at the end of life is, is just um, yeah. horrific. Um, and, uh, you know, we've gone through, we, 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 I think about us losing Pete out of up here who meant mm-hmm. something to both of us. And yeah. we, we, we had a special moment on here because when we lose somebody who's part of our community, whether it's directly part of our community, like Pete was with us, who, who, who was a member of our lounge and, and lost his battle with cancer or as somebody who's, a spouse of somebody who's part of our community. It's, it's, um, this community is, is one of those ways that we deal with that. Right. And, and through yeah. our, 
our, our faith or our, our leaning on each other or whatever it is, it's important. So I think one of the things I want to circle around on, because I think you hit a key part, and I, I use the word genuine. You guys are very genuine in what you believe. Your faith and your uh, belief in the yeah. community is, is very important to yeah. your podcast, and I, I think that's what makes you guys great. Makes your connection with each other very strong, makes that chemistry mm-hmm. you two have yeah. uh, strong. Um, and, and I, I think it makes it a good, I mean, that's why I like your show because, right? be, because people can tell when something is fake, yeah. when it's not genuine. Right. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they can, I mean, people in, I mean, anybody, our show, your show, just people who don't listen to shows in general, people can sniff out bullshit from a mile away. Yeah. And I mean, and you don't get that with the shows that are involved with us. I mean, it is. It is. It is like what Mark was saying. You know, it is a genuine feeling of. And I think that's the four podcasts mm-hmm. are different in in their approach, but where they're not different is that they're four genuine to who they are. Yeah. Right. So Al and Melissa are not yep. like Aaron and I, and we're not Mm-mm. exactly like you guys are, although we're similar. Sure. But we are genuine to Aaron and Mark, and you're genuine to Tim and Brandon. And I think that's what makes you guys great and why I love you guys' show and why I encourage people to watch you guys and to listen because you guys are very genuine, and I think you're funny. Um, and uh, <laughs> Plus, and, everything. and irreverent and all those things <laughs> well, that I well, enjoy. That, in a that makes three people. So that's <laughs> good. We're, we're, we're going up. That makes three people that thinks we're funny. So we'll take it. Yeah. Well, and, and plus, with you know, as somebody, I do live broadcasting during football season. You do that. That He's element, shorty, shorty, shorty. That element of live. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen right. when it's live. I so mean, Aaron broadcasts co- uh, high school. You can never know if my internet's going to drop off three times. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron broadcasts <laughs> high school football for a local high school team that he played on, and his brother played on, and it's it's big time high school program locally. Uh-huh. And uh, we were listening to a back to back state champions, which I like that. Yeah, I know. Right now, so. I'm aware of that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were playing the nice. big, one of the big rivals. Yeah, so we were playing our big and rival, and yelled, my 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 play. My he criticized me. the refs for a solid oh. two and a half hours, and then they oh. ended up short, and the opponent did. And he yelled into the mic. My call got call of the week. Call of the for week for all of <laughs> triple. Uh, he short. He short. He short for all of like uh, high school in the U.S. It got call of the week. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I, just yelled he short I, I, three times. Well, it was all the all the build up before that. I mean, I overmodulized uh, everything. Yes. My producer hated me at that time. Um, I didn't care. How many FCC fines have you had? I've had two. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that all? <laughs> His brother got hurt. You're right on track. So the first time I got a really stern talking to. This was early on in my career calling. This was probably my fifth year, I guess. Um, so at the time we were on American family radio, um, <laughs> which I don't know if it's a nationwide or if it's just an Arkansas, but American family radio is, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. Um, I said something that you can't say on any radio station. Nice. Um, my brother, my brother, uh, got hurt on a play and my, to be fair, to be fair, my mic wasn't hot. But I said it loud enough that it picked up on somebody else's mic in the other room. And I got that email the next day. Like, um, you can't do that on regular radio. <laughs> it's, right. it's like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> How much <laughs> is the fine? <laughs> so I know um, 
But I know we're really excited about the collective smoke um, for a lot of reasons. The other podcast is the biggest one. But another one is obviously my monthly cigars and Martinez. Martinez, yep. Um, but we've really had a lot of really cool discussions. But I think the community that is growing out of this is is becoming fast my favorite part of all of this. I'm getting to yeah. meet a lot of yeah. people who you guys are bringing to our attention. Yeah, we're having a lot of inter, interchangeable Inter- listeners. I'm, yeah. I'm getting a whole bunch of oh, yeah. people to talk to who may not even mm-hmm. still be listening to us, um, but I, a whole new group of people to talk to who um, who are bringing different points of view to the table. Um, but what what, do you, what are you guys most excited about on the collective smoke um, other than a chance to uh, to smoke uh, cool Martinez cigars, which for the record is pretty damn good. are very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just about down to the nub on my uh, Don Antonio Escogito, by the way. He's thought I'd slide that one in. Oh, there you go. Um, You know, it's Brandon and I, when we started this, it was all about the community supporting the community and it was never about turf wars. It was never about your show or your podcast versus our show and our podcast. And, the collective smoke allows us and enables us to be a part of a community that can in, and I'm going to use a big word here in an exemplary kind of way, uh, show that it's possible. And that's what I absolutely love about this because look, there are other podcasts that are very successful that do phenomenal things in the cigar industry. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we can show the power of four different podcasts coming together saying, yeah, you know what? You've got X amount of listeners or viewers. We've got X amount of listeners or viewers. We're not here to steal. We're here to continue growing what they're listening to. And it may be something where someone's listening to one podcast and they go, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's not too bad. you know. But they listen to one of the other three that are in the collective smoke and they go, that actually is right up my alley with the dynamic, with the way they talk, with how they present information, with the goofiness, the jokes, how whatever it may be we get to open people's eyes and broaden their perspective as to what is out there content wise. So for me, that's what I love is it's not a turf war and it's all about being able to bring, uh, bring awareness to a manufacturer, to a subscription service and see what we're able to do as proof of concept that we can come together, support the community and everybody benefits. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, to, to add, you know, a couple of things to add to that real quick. I mean, to me, I'm excited about it because people can listen to our horrible show and then they can say, oh, look, there's another one to listen to and they'll come listen to you guys. Uh, so we can Touché. do a little bit of marketing to help you guys grow <laughs> and everybody else because they're going to say, well, we know that there's something better out there. Um, but to, to me, like it's, it's more than just even just the podcast. Um, I work very closely with a lot of boutique manufacturers and I stay pretty well up to date on all the FDA stuff. And we've got the big four that are out there fighting uh, the FDA for the, you know, the regulations. And yep. to, to me, I'm hoping that what we're doing as a collective podcast group is showing the cigar community, one, uh, how to come together as a unit to become one big unit. Um, you know, you see swarms of minnows out there in the ocean and they can, you know, they, they swarm because they look like a bigger fish when they're together versus being one by themselves. 
And so I, I think really what I'm hoping is that the consumer that's out there, the listeners out, that are out there and they're getting tired of their taxation or they're getting educated on what the FDA is trying to do, um, that they can come together and we can create that big fish mentality by a bunch of little people coming together. Yeah. Um, and secondarily, I, I want to see, you know, uh, I'm hoping that we're setting the example uh, for all the boutique brands and the smaller brands that are out there uh, to come together and do the same thing. Yeah. Because if we can create a collective in with amongst all the manufacturers, now they become a bigger fish than any of the big four together yeah. and possibly even combined. And these guys are out there doing some amazing things because they don't have million dollar advertising budgets. Mm-hmm. Their cigars have to speak for themselves. And the man, the owner of the manufacturers, the national sales directors, the sales reps, all are representative of that cigar line. And in order for them to grow, they have to put and show their passion that they have in it. Um, and as just as small as Martinez Cigars, Um, which is a smaller boutique brand out of New York, they have a very, very minute, small voice. But if we can get all these little voices together, they become very, very loud. And that's what I'm hoping to bring out of this in the bigger picture. Yeah. And and I believe that we are doing that because we have, you know, one of our good friends, uh, Kevin, who lives up in New York city, he always said like he walked by Martinez a thousand times, but never really stuck his head in there and went in there. And he, yeah. he went in there and he met Dave and Jesus and did a live video with us. And it's just so cool that like, you know, where it, it's showing that people listening, even people in the city, they're seeing that diamond in the rough. I mean, it, it's, it's so cool seeing the, the hard work that we're doing on our side because of the hard work that Martinez is doing on their side. And it's all coming, you know, it's all coming together in one nice big package. Yep. And everybody wins. At the end of the day, everybody wins. You learn more about cigars. You learn different perspectives from other people that are putting out content. And you learn more about manufacturers and subscription services and services in general that are out there. And again, that's that's the goal. Educate and bring awareness to more consumers so they can broaden their perspective of what the cigar industry is. Now, real quick, I want to circle back. Uh, I finished my Casa Cueva down to the nub. Uh, so I grabbed an Espinosa Habano and I gave it the straight cut so that I can smoke it. Oh, so you said the nice. name, bo- both names in the awesome. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> I well like done. that. Huh? Nice. Well done. <laughs> that was nice. Nice transition. <laughs> I know Tony Gomez uh, represents the uh, Espinosa, so I'm familiar with those in mm-hmm. our region. Yes. Uh, and I like uh, the Espinosa cigars. And I, I know you don't have Arkansas, correct? So, no, I do not. Um, but I have smoked several of the Espinosa, um, through, uh, through just various channels. Mm-hmm. And those are really nice cigars as well. That's another one that I've tried. Um, and it, it, it's a, um, those are also, there's several different, um, skews in that line as well that are really solid. They have a lot of different wrappers. That's the thing I remember yeah. about that. They have a lot of different, so. Yeah, and, and the great thing is, too, is like, and we talk about bringing little guys up, right? Um, and if I can, I'm going to give a quick shameless plug to Do one, of, the, one of my brothers that I love. He's a good but, guy. Uh, he supports Espinosa Cigars, Casa Cueva Cigars, Ipi Carrillo, a lot of my line. And he's down in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, just started his own online shop to help people 
experience the boutique brands. He's got a major passion for the boutique brands. And I, I met him through, you know, online, through Facebook, and never would have met him before if it wasn't for, you know, another collective group that spun off of something else. Yeah. And, um, you know, his name is Michael Wells. He started a shop called Little Guy Cigar Shop because he's short and everybody makes fun of him for it. Uh, and he's just a little guy in the industry. But uh, really cool things before he even went live, he gave us a code um, of CM10. And that allows people to go on and be able to, to buy those cigars and try some of these smaller boutique lines nice. and give more exposure to that. And I freaking love it because he came out yep. with an awesome sampler pack right out of the gate. Yeah. That nobody else was doing. Yeah. And it is just the neatest thing because that that's a prime example. A guy opened a shop and started an online business that we can all support uh, because of groups like The Collective here. And because of his passion, because of that drive of what we're all doing collectively together. And it's, you know, you guys have the story about there, Martinez. We've got the story here with, you know, with a, a new shop opening up and exposing people to small yes. brands. That's what this is all about. That's exactly right. And more opportunities to buy these boutique brands yep. is a, is a great, uh, is a great thing. I, uh, yep. I do want to, um, let you guys know, I don't even think Aaron knows this. I received my first my monthly uh, box oh, this you? week. Cool. Um, nice. And the packaging was spectacular. Nick does a great job. He he's got new packaging. They came. Uh, we got we got the president T box, mm -hmm. and they came in like two completely sealed, like black with the mm -hmm. the logo on them. Yeah, they were totally sealed. Yeah, where you could. And you can rip them off and then reseal them. Um, the packaging was <laughs> top. It was, it was sharp. Cool. It was sharp. Nice. It yeah. was. Uh, it was really, really well done. Uh, the cigars in the pack, uh, and I meant to bring you up one, but um, I must have forgot. I don't know what happened. M must have. Um, uh, <laughs> the cigars this month were like really rich, and um, they were. There's. There was three cigars in there that I, I don't think I had had. Okay. Um, so I'm look. I'll, I'll bring them up this week. Um, and, uh, I w was kind of fired up for them. I, uh, I know that, that they sub, uh, sponsor. So I listen to obviously the mm -hmm. scar pulp, but they all have a full opening and yeah. go through all the cigars. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. Um, um, but the packaging was, I actually opened it and Paula was like looking over my shoulders going really more cigars, dumbass. And I said, <laughs> yes, more cigars. And she goes, wow, that is sharp. Yeah. Look at Cause it was like really tight. Yeah. Well, so, I got the, he, he sent me those, uh, the room one on one, uh, Ichibons. Ichibons, and it was, yeah. So I saw the packaging. I was like, yeah, oh, this is, this no, but is there's pretty like cool. black. Yeah. The black, the black, it's and like pre-sealed mm -hmm. and you just go, Wow, that's yep. like that's, that's awesome, impressive. Yeah, with the Bovida pack in there, and mm. it was good to go. So our music this week was listener supported. It was, was yeah, the Ginger Bear uh, Ginger gave us Bear. gave us uh, an album. So it was a band that I've heard of uh, before, and I've listened to a few times. That I, I was I, you know, unfortunately I was not able to see. Um, because of everything that's going on, you but were going to see the sword. Yeah, they were coming to uh, Hot Springs uh, this uh, this hot summer. Strange? Hot, okay. Yeah, they're well coming Hot Strange. Yeah, so he gave us the sword. Okay, and I'm going to butcher the name of this album so bad, but it's I, I think it's Apocryphon. 
Um, yeah, that can't be the name. <laughs> but uh, so you, this was your first experience with the sword. Yes. Which I, I, I labeled it. This album was from 2012. Yeah, it, so I labeled it Doom Metal, which is still Doom, but it's a little faster Doom. It's it's a good just heavy metal, yeah. um, very uh, Black Sabbath-esque. So I, I found uh, a couple things out of this. First of all, uh, unlike the first doom metal album that mm-hmm. you gave me. Which was Paul Bear, a local <clears throat> band here. Yep. This album actually had some variety in it. Mm-hmm. So I got several things out of this. I actually, um, I got very much Sabbath out of this. Yeah. Um, I very much got um, some other things out of this um you see i the first my first thought in the first listen was um i get hair metal from the 80s out of this yeah um and the reason i did was because hair metal of the 80s was influenced from a lot of the bands from the 70s yeah yeah and so you could man you could you could pick any of the ones you wanted you could uh you could get Dio out of this if you wanted to. There's there's some Dio in this. Yeah, um, you could definitely get a ton of those. I mean, you could pick five. Yeah, uh, big major bands from the '70s that are what I consider sort of the origins of heavy metal out of the um, out of this album. Um, so a couple things out of this. So a lot of variety on this album, um, and and a lot of varied guitar work and varied vocals that really mm-hmm. made this jo- this album enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, no two songs were necessarily the same. No. Um, and much like I always say that uh, if you're going to be a rock and roll band, you better not take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I think Van Halen's a great example. Oh, of yeah. This. yeah. David Lee Roth is smiling at you and winking <laughs> when David Lee Roth is doing David Lee Roth. Yeah. This album is pretentious, but not in a pretentious, like over, like a bad way. It's a very, um, they take themselves very seriously. So it, so they, a lot of their albums, um, it, it's very concept albums, yeah. but this one's not as much concept, but this one is a lot more, um, sci-fi leaning concept. Yeah. There's times when I would almost consider because one of my favorite parts about Zeppelin mm-hmm. is is there are if you want to explore, there's some of those albums that are Tolkien based, and there's some of those songs that are um, very rich, yeah, uh, yeah. fantasy based, Mid- medieval, middle evil, yeah. And there was certainly a ton of that here. That yeah, was definitely really accessible and well written and enjoyable. I. I enjoyed the hell out of this album. It was an album that told a story, a fun story, but it was one that like, it, it really, it, it drew you in from the very beginning, right? All the way to the, to the end. So the album that we had, it, it's a longer album. It has like, has like, <laughs> you should start to play a little bit. Yeah. Um, it had like live songs and everything too. Um, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't. Now, put, did your, did your album have, uh, I could cheat here by the way mm-hmm. and pick cheap sunglasses at the end. Did yours have cheap sunglasses? Yeah, at the end? it did have that. So uh, I, so I, to be, so that's where I was going to say once it went to, uh, arrows in the dark, once the live started, yeah. I didn't count. I listened to I it, but, but I did not count anything past, I enjoyed it. past that. And their version of cheap sunglasses was pretty <laughs> straight on ZZ top cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't count any of that. Um, I enjoyed, uh, seven sisters a lot. I mm-hmm. enjoyed, um, I enjoyed seven sisters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed a lot of this stuff. Dying earth was, was a great, um, lyric, uh, bass song. Yeah. Um, 
I enjoyed a lot of this album. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of it. The guitar work in Eyes of the Storm Witch <clears throat> uh, was great. <laughs> His vocals were varied and strong. Yeah. Um, there was actually a guy on YouTube that I found, uh, and I need to get you his name, who had, I found last night, ran down a YouTube rabbit hole call, and he had the top 20 acoustic guitar opens. Okay. And he played, so he'd play it. And yeah, like the, the like a picking style. Right. Yeah, and he and then he and then he had the top twenty electric, and then he had the top twenty vocal intros okay. to a song. And he he's having trouble because people are blocking him. So it was a bunch of that. Yeah, um, I guess the Eagles will block you. Oh, Eagles like, will block you if you say their name. Right, that's right. what he said. So will GNR, and yeah. so um, so they were talking about all that stuff, but um, and for the record, his, this guy's channel, and I I will get his name for next week was off the hook good because just sit because he can play Mm -hmm. so he'd play the intro and you would just go um he'd like play simon and garfunkel immediately followed by zeppelin immediately followed by the eagles immediately followed by whatever and you just go um and he would describe it and he does anatomy of what makes a song great yeah um i chose um uh and i'm uh the song that I liked the most is Cloak of Feathers. Okay. Um, I really liked that song the most. Um, there's probably five or six songs I could have selected on this album. This is a really good album. Yeah. These guys are... Musicians. <clears throat> musicians. Yes. Very talented. And when you say doom metal, I like these guys so much more than I like the other guys. Yeah. Because... There were there were times when uh, there were guitar solos, actual guitar solos. Mm-hmm. God, you know, honest to God, somebody ripped off a guitar solo, and you went, "God, that's what I love." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, fast songs, slow songs, and mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, Cloak of Feathers, slow song. Yeah. Um, so this this album kind of like what Three Eleven had it has a really nice ebb and flow to it. Yeah, it's well said. Um, it, it has a good pace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one I encourage you to listen front to back on in, in the order that they give you, yeah. um, because it does have a really nice flow to it. I probably listened to this album at least a dozen times. Yeah. I mean, this it was, was a great choice. It was, it was, it was, a, it was such a fun album. It's one of those albums. It was like, damn, I wish I would have yeah, thought of this. This is a good one. But this was, I mean, to, to, yeah, I like I mean, this to, to have this from a listener was so awesome. So I, you chose Cloak of Feathers, an amazing song. Um, I chose the one right before that, which happened to be the opening one, uh, The Veil of Isis. Yeah, Veil um, of Isis, good song. I mean, it starts off, I mean, this this song started off the album, and 20 seconds in, you got a feel of what this album was going to be. Yep. And it was just, yeah, I mean, it, it did not lit down. No. Um, I mean, it had the highs, the lows, um, a really good story. I would story. be interested to know how these guys hold up live. Um, so I can, I can attest to that. So the tattoo shop that I worked at, uh, one of our tattooers, his favorite band was The Sword. Loved seeing them live. He said they put on one of the best shows yeah. he's ever seen live. And he has seen, he's like you, he is a concert guy. He loved going to shows. So that's why I was so excited. I was finally able to see yeah. them when they come, you know, unfortunately not. Um, but yeah, I can, I can say that I've heard, I've been told by a very reputable source who has seen him, they're, seen them many, good. many times. They are great live. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, uh, because you can tell, uh, the guitar work, mm-hmm. um, that's what this guy was talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. all the guitar work, um, 
because I ran down a yes rabbit hole last <laughs> night because the guy picked roundabout by yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which has just got that beautiful picking at the beginning. And I just am reminded about how when good guitar work is so precise and yeah. beautiful. So. so did this album, is it going to make your normal rotation? <clears throat> the problem I have is I've got too many. I actually last night did not do any of the herfs because – uh, I needed to sit and listen to some music. <laughs> I, I had a long week and not a rough week, but yeah. a long week. Um, and so I sat and listened. Well, and again, to they some, have a big discography, too. They, they have a bunch of albums. Let yeah. me just see if I can count real quick. They got one, two, six three, seven. four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, eight albums. Yeah. I mean, maybe a couple uh, L, uh, EPs. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's if you like token-esque, like you, what you said, you know, it's a very sci-fi, mystic, yeah. just a really good... Get, I always say if you're going to do, if you're like I said, if you're going to do rock, you have to have a smirk. Yes. And if you're going to do heavy metal, yeah, you have to have that pretentious sort of storyteller esque. And I think of Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. and I think of <clears throat> Zeppelin, and I, who I know gets mad when you call them heavy metal. And this is a great example of that storytelling that, you know, Sabbath is the same way. Big storytelling, serious sort of pretentiousness yeah. that comes off, I think, perfectly in this album. I think this is. Yeah, no, uh, this was a, this was a strong, gr- this was a, this is a great choice for anybody who wants to get into a heavier music. This is a very good stepping Successful. stone. Successful. It's not. <clears throat> so for the record, we say heavy metal and I, I just want to be clear. Because there's a lot of that that people think is loud. No, this is yeah, not a loud no, this album. Is, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one this where you can chewy. You can turn up in your headphones. I I don't like listening to albums unless I'm having like my big speaker. I prefer having either like these headphones, headphones. on or my you know my 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 noise canceling just because you hear the highs, the lows, the tones yeah. that they wanted to yeah. really distinct out. I mean, that to me, that is the best way to listen to music the, the, w- the way work, they want it. Yeah. The guitar work in this is what I describe having the guitar work as uh-huh. is it is chewy. It is yeah. heavy and it is crunchy and it is chewy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it has substance and I, w- I wish we could play some of the music yeah, on it's, here it's just really so people good. can experience. It's really good. It is the definitely guitar check work it out. is is really rich yep. to use a cigar term. Yep. yep. Um, it is excellent. Yep. I love this album a lot. Yep. All right. So what are you giving me this week? So I um, I'm going. I've I've written down the next three that I'm giving you. Okay. Um, and two of them are country albums. Okay. Um, and one is going to be. Um, and one's a blues album. Okay. Um, and I'm going to start with this one. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> he claims he was kicked out of country music. So I'm going to start with that. Um, it is an album um, that is fairly old. It's eight, 10 years old. So it's not bro country in mm-hmm. any way. Um, it is by Jamie Johnson. Okay. Um, and it's uh, the Lonesome Song. Okay. Um, it is his big album. It has probably six or seven of my favorite songs on it. It's got to be on Spotify. Oh, I spelled Jamie wrong. It's not J-A-M-I-E. It's J-A-M-E-Y. Yep, the Lonesome Song 2008. Yep, it is on there. It is. um, To me... It is, it's not as depressing, although it has a depressing. Nothing's going to be as depressing as that. Nope. You're not going to beat that. Um, it has um, one of the great songs about drug abuse on it, though. Okay. Um, but it, it also has um, 
some other great country and Western songs on there, but it is not bro country in any way. Okay. Um, I think you're going to enjoy, uh, it'll be interesting to see your take on this. Okay. Um, but I, I'm done shying away from the meaningful country albums. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, not going to give you a Luke Bryan. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm looking forward to that one. All right. So we have three episodes where our music, yeah, this run this month is going to have a theme for me. Okay. So the theme for this one is one Britney of my, Spears. Yes. Hit me baby. One more time. <laughs> um, one of my favorite bands that I talk about all the time is dance. Gavin dance. Okay. Dance. Gavin dance has had three lead singers. Each one of those people have had their own solo album. Okay. Each, each one has like at least two albums solo wise. And it's totally different than what they do with dance. Gavin dance. So I'm going to go in order of the first lead singer, the second lead singer, and ending with who is the lead singer now, Tillian. Yeah. So the first one was a guy named uh, Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig is a very, he's, I don't know how to describe that. He is, he's an enigma. Um, He has been kicked out of every single band that he has ever been in. Not because of his voice. His voice is amazing. I love his voice. It is R&B. It's very, he, this dude can sing about pancakes and I would listen to it. Okay. Um, he has a big heroin problem. That's his issue. Okay. But that's a problem, but the music that he makes is top. Um, he has, you know, he has his own demons that he's fighting through. And in, as of right now, he is totally clean and all that. And I I'm wish him the best. And he just had another album come out. Um, just had a, just had a baby. So hopefully this time he's turned his life around. Sweet. But the album that uh, I'm giving you is his, I believe it's first or second. It might be his, his second solo album, um, but it's called a dream is a question. You don't know how to answer. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's, it is, it's like, there's, I don't know how to describe it other than it's so full. It's very R and B. He sings about stuff during this time. So this came out in 09 around the same time as the album gave me um, where you can, you can hear the shit that he's going through and it, and it comes out in the music. So what's his name again? Uh, Johnny Craig, J O N N Y C R A I G. A dream is a question you don't know how to answer. Okay. It's like an out yellow looking album. Yeah. Yep. So that is the, uh, the theme for August is every lead singer from DGD. Okay. Uh, good theme. Uh, so I think it's time we probably announce most importantly, yes. our, uh, our contest. Yep. We're finally getting to the point where it is our co- contest. Um, as hopefully everybody listened to the, epi- the mini episode that dropped Tuesday with, uh, Tim and Brandon from down in the nub. Um, with their winner of their show. Hopefully um, you listen to our show as well. And if not, listen to it. But now it's our turn. You know, yes. the saving the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I mean, they had every every week, everybody's been doing the same. So you started they, with Nick, the yeah, cigar start, pulpit. Start with Nick. Nick they Nick went to Gator. Al and Melissa yeah. with uh, Good Cigar and, and then Brandon. Brandon Nub, or down to the Nub with Brandon and Tim. And everybody's been adding their own little flair to it. Yeah. The, the, the basis has, has all been the same. You get 
Um, th- with this one, you get the September My Monthly Pack. You get um, Martina cigars. Yep. So let me go through the price. Yeah. Pack. Yeah. Go through the go through our price pack. So let we're me. Um, so we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna do ten rare boutique cigars from our humidors. Yeah, our personal humidors. Our personal humidors. Because you and I have we've we've said many times we are boutique. Bu- boutique yeah, boutique whores is the easiest way to put it. Right. And so we like for example, I know that there will be an Atabay in there from my humidor. There will be a Johnny Tobacco Knot from me. And I know there will be a uh, uh, a stolen throne crook of the crown from mine. Yep. Um uh, some sort of viaje via yeah. For me as well. So those are just a couple of the examples. We're yep. gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be things. We're gonna do five the straight cut stickers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a West End t-shirt, the one with the cool skull on the front in your size, as long as you are somewhere between uh we have medium all the way to five X. So we have a shirt. <laughs> right. Uh the sub uh, September Robusto box. That's the four cigars, mm-hmm. right? Um, from my monthly cigars. And we just, um, boy, that was slick this month. I'm really fired up with that. Um, a five pack of Martinez roller bun cigars. Have you smoked the one that you got? I, I have not as of recording wise. I did not because I said I was going to on Friday. I was, I, I got in such a rush leaving. I wasn't able to smoke it, but, um, Yes, I can only. I've heard from from the people who have had them; they're really good. One limited edition Martinez TP twenty one cigar before it is released at TP. That's the exciting one. Part of the exciting one. That's part of it, and an automatic entry into the main event uh, giveaway at the end of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And we'll ship all of that to you in a box. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll ship so it. We'll ship it all. That, out. that all comes from us. Um, the Martinez and the, my monthly we'll purchase and we'll send you. So, mm-hmm. um, and the one thing we have not discussed yet is one first edition. Yes. The straight cut soccer style baseball cap hat. Yes. So this is going to be hot off the presses. I have somebody, uh, doing our logo right now. Um, it's, I'm really excited. So I actually have some other things that I haven't talked to you yet, but we're going to talk to you off the air about what I want to do with said logo. Um, I'm excited. about. I'm it. a little scared about that. Ah, you should be. <laughs> um, it is, uh, you sent me the logo and we're, we're finalizing the logo. Yes. And then we're going to have it, uh, put on a hat. Yes. Because like, I mean, we have a logo. Everybody else has, but it a, just doesn't work on a yeah, hat. It just doesn't work. Like everybody Kinda loves like our, the Kansas city Royal logo. It doesn't mm, work on a hat. Mm, no, they, it doesn't work on the baseball field. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like our, our, our cartoon is awesome. I love our cartoon. I do too. It's just not print friendly. So we needed to actually have a good logo. Um, I had an epiphany one day um, of what the logo should be. I sent you just the most horrid sketch I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I think your response was, uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> I mean, get that drawn up. Let's get that. Yeah. Not be horrible and make that look. Yep. Look good. And, uh, we're going to put that on a hat and, yes. um, we're, we're going to make many of those hats. Yes. Like yeah. uh, many. Yep. And we're, we haven't figured out if, uh, obviously we owe some people some stuff. And so those hats will be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also going to, um, but, the winner of this contest will get 
probably the first one of those hats or the third one after one goes on your head and one uh-huh. goes on my head. Yeah. Um, so, so if it's not done by the time we do the giveaway, um, you, you know, first we'll, one. we'll have your information we'll, we'll and, and we'll send it out to you when it, when it is complete. Right. We'll probably send you a West end hat and then, uh, yeah, and then yeah. send you one of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so honest, honestly, you're going to double up on hats. Right. So, yeah. So hopefully you like hats. Yep. So you'll, you still have several days to enter. So yep. please go out there and enter. You need to tag the straight cut Martinez cigars, my monthly cigars, uh, or you need to, you need to follow them mm-hmm. in Instagram and then you need to tag three of your friends, okay? Mm-hmm. If you share the post on your direct feed, on your direct feed, you get a second entry into it. Yep. Um, and so then we will then randomize, uh, we'll select out of those people, um, and we will announce it on the regular show the next Friday. And yes. let's talk a little bit about, we're going to have Dave... Uh, and Jesus from Martina cigar on that show. You're yep. going to want to hear that show. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, ha- so half the stuff you're, half the cigars you're going to be getting is coming from them themselves, which you've heard us talk about numerous times over. I mean, it's not, we're, we're just not pushing a product just because it's a giveaway. We're pushing something that we actually really do like and enjoy. I mean, it is, yeah. it is a cigar that is now in my normal rotation of yep. what I normally have every week. It's just everything that I've had from them has been amazing. I had the, I mean, you, everybody probably saw the picture that I posted. I had the, uh, the, uh, flat iron Lancero. Isn't that an amazing morning. smoke? Oh my goodness. Just, it was so good. The flavor That's on the it. Number nine Maduro. Oh, oh so good. Yep. So good. Yeah. Yep. I, I really, really liked that one. So, and then I had it like at six in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's a great smoke. Uh, although I am team 45. Um, I like that cigar I, uh, yeah, a lot. I, I, I just I, prefer the 45. I am team although, 45, yes. But it is... Um, if there's that? a 1 and a 1A, it, yeah. that's... It's well, that's what it is, 1 yeah. and 1A. Um, so... Yep. So, all right, yeah. So, look forward to all that coming out and, you know, get your entries in there. Um, you know, tag three people. Hopefully, they tag three other people. Um, and then we're just going to throw everybody's name who is has done it properly. That's the main thing. Got to make sure you follow the the rule. You got to follow everybody. Um, we're going to throw it into a random name generator. We're not going to pick the name. It's just all by chance. You know, we're going to let somebody who wrote code and, and, (laughs) and did all that, do all the hard stuff for us. Uh, the main thing is just, uh, yeah, follow the rules and you're going to win some really cool stuff, not only out of, you know, Mark and I's personal humidor, but some really good cigars, um, from, from Martinez and my monthly. Yep. So, all right. Well, good luck to, uh, good luck to everybody that is, uh, entering into that. I mean, as we wrap up our show, where can everybody find you out online on the Instagram, uh, you know, everywhere where you can be reached, where can they find you at? So the easiest way is through Instagram at down to the nub, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All three of them are at down to the nub, uh, or you can find us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash down to the nub. Uh, and that's where you can catch, you know, all of our shows, stay up to date with what's going on um, and and learn who's going to be our upcoming guests on the live shows and, and all that. And then uh, any of the podcast platforms that are out there, whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or any, I think we're on like 12 different platforms. I don't even know. Cool. Um, but we did it all through anchor.fm. And, um, and you can actually leave us a message if you guys are curious about it or you listen to an episode and you want to give us your thoughts, you can actually leave us a message cool. through anchor.fm slash down to the nub. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, uh, but that's, those are the easiest ways. And then if you want to follow me personally, I'm at cigar show, Tim, 
uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. And, and yeah, and I'm, uh, you want to follow me personally, I'm at, uh, at Cigar Mechanic on just about every freaking platform out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it makes a lot of fun, you know, when you're, you're dealing with, you know, 1,764 different platforms. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you get messages from all of them. But, uh, yeah. you know, primarily I'm, I'm in Facebook. Uh, I've got Cigar Mechanic page. I also have a Cigar Mechanic Garage, which is a closed group, but you can request to be a part of that. Um, and then my Instagram is where actually it all started back before I even had my brokerage, um, in 2016 is just a cigar mechanic page where I figured, uh, I would just take some really crappy photos and post them up and people like them. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, please, uh, give us a follow our, our live shows on, uh, YouTube, um, every Sunday, 3 PM Pacific time, um, on youtube.com slash down to the nub. And uh, I challenge you to come on to one of our shows and throw us for a loop. Uh, I have a lot of squirrel moments. Yes. And uh, it is a live show. And so you can throw your comments. And I will challenge any of your listeners to uh, throw us or one of our guests uh, for a loop appropriately. Uh, there are families that will hear this show because <laughs> we're listening to it on their TV or it's in, a, you know, in the cigar lounge being played. Uh, be appropriate. But try and throw us for a loop. And when, when does your audio uh, come out? Tim, the, those come out. And I'll be <laughs> to the tech Blue guy. guy. <laughs> uh, Blue so our podcast episodes are released uh, every Thursday morning at uh, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, and they're YouTube, all the podcast platforms. So we've got our pre-record that it comes out Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. Uh, and that's a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and so that's when all of our new episodes that are pre-record come out on uh on Thursdays. Awesome. And our, our pre-records are done in video as well. So even on yes. YouTube, you're not just watching a still shot. You actually are going to, uh, we do those pretty much live because we don't do much editing on them anymore. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, if any at all, and usually it starts with me doing something really stupid. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, that, well, we just want to say, um, the show is great. We we love the fact you you do have excellent guests. The live part, the live show is awesome. Yeah. So I mean the chemistry, Thank the you. chemistry is great. Yeah. So we recommend everybody check it out. We recommend great cigar questions, um, especially the guests. Um, I think the interaction with you and the guests and the live questions is phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Um, I think it's a it's we're a scar community. And so, uh, I encourage people to check it out. So yep, yep, do that. All right. So the way we end our show every week is we do a game called million dollars, but I'm going to ask you a question that comes from a, it's a card game pretty much called million dollars, but you get a million dollars one time and whatever the card, whatever the cards call for, you either take it or you don't. Sometimes it could be something for a year. Sometimes it'd be the rest of your life. You never know. The cards hold the secret. So okay. this is a Mark's favorite part of the show, by the way. So I just got to tell you if I'm taking the million bucks or passing on it. Yep. That's all you got to do. Right. No, this I'm is in. not Mark's favorite part of the show, but that's fine. I, I'll take the million bucks. <laughs> you should probably wait. Just you hand it over. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you may have to eat mayo every 10 minutes. Million, <laughs> million dollars. But every time you pick up a coin off the ground, you have to then eat a 36-inch pizza in one sitting. 
Well, I mean, this is for the record. That's a big pizza, dude. It's a Good big pizza. Golly. I don't re- So if I drop a coin, first of all, there's a coin shortage in the world, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's an easy one right now. There's no coins. <laughs> right. So I don't ever pick up a coin off the ground. Yeah. I mean, you don't get a million dollars. Well, no, you said every t- I get a million dollars regardless. And every no, time no, I pick no, up a coin, no, I have no, to eat I, it. I, oh, I'm sorry. I read the card wrong. Every Give time, me the million dollars. I'll take it. You see, every time you see a coin on the ground, I fucked up <laughs> again I, I uh, did last week. So every time you that see changes a coin, things big time. Yeah. Every time you see a coin on the ground, you then have to eat a 36 inch pizza so in I'm, one sitting. I'm diabetic. So that has to be a hard <laughs> no for me. <laughs> and if you aren't, you yeah, would but with be a million dollars. Yeah. With a million dollars, you could buy a lot of insulin. You could. That probably still wouldn't be healthy. That's at least a month's worth. That's at least a month's a worth. A month's yeah. worth. That's nice. probably true. Yes. I would, I'm I would a no. I would take it only if it's it's if it's a DeLucas pizza. Which can I move to the woods and not ever see a coin again? <laughs> I guess. So I'm 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 yes, you're no. What about you you two guys? Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, uh, you want me to go first? Okay, you're yeah, going first. Uh, Oh, this is an easy one. Yeah, I'm taking a million bucks. Uh, a couple of reasons why. And there's always, you know, there's always loopholes and everything, right? Uh, number one, if I got a million dollars, I don't have to worry about looking down for coins. Um, so <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. I, I, I think I could walk around and, and I wouldn't even have to go very far. I'd probably spend a lot of time just in my shop, uh, in my home, building cars and smoking cigars and having stuff brought to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Until that delivery but yeah, guy, I, the delivery guy drops the coin and you're I like, just, crap. Right. I'd, yeah. Well, then I eat a pizza. I mean, whatever, you know, but <laughs> and the caveat to that is like, what's on said pizza. That's yeah. really what's going to make the difference in my is life. It a thin, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll take a wafer thin crust, 36 inch pizza with no sauce and just a little bit of cheese. And, and we'll be good. That's called a breadstick. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> so, a quesadilla, Tim. I know, right? Oh, man. So a dang quesadilla. But um, <laughs> if it came to me, I, I would take the million bucks because honestly, my boys see all the coins on the ground when we're walking places. So I'd never need to look. So oh, I'll let them pick yeah. up all the coins and, and, and I'll, and if I have to see a coin once and, and eat a pizza, okay. But no, I'll take the million bucks and, and yeah, let the boys take care of the, yeah, that's your piggy bank money, boys. Go ahead. Yeah. You're fine. Daddy doesn't need it. <laughs> Kids are like hawks. They can see everything. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm here as a father, uh, and my job is to leave my children better off than me. So if eating a lot of pizza kills me early, uh, but there's a million dollars invested for my children, uh, I'm actually perfectly fine with that. That is one way to get get bigger than Mark and I. Yeah. I'm going to follow you around, Aaron. (laughs) I'm going to follow you around, Aaron, and throw coins on the ground. Uh, all right, guys, we appreciate y'all being on this here and, great. and cutting up and, you know, sharing your story about how the podcast started and everything that involves with yep. down to the nub and, you know, enlightening our lives with everything that you're doing yep. over there. And I appreciate you being part of the collective smoke. You guys are uh, a big part of that and we're grateful you're part of the group and you're a big part of that. So thank you for that as well. Well, we appreciate it very, very much, and uh, it's it's an it's an honor and a blessing to be here, yep. a part of your podcast, and to be on your show, and just show the community how we all come together. And I I appreciate you know your invite to uh, this community, 
uh, to the collective smoke and, um, you know, all the input, the time that we've spent, you know, countless hours in Zoom meetings and on the phone, uh, just figuring all this out. You guys are, are an inspiration to us and we appreciate you very, very much. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's great to be asked to come and do this. I mean, when, when my wife was like, Oh, you're being asked to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's part of the collective smoke, all that. Um, but it's, it's a difference between being asked to just, you know, a couple questions here and there and being able to talk with people that you truly enjoy their company, uh, and know that they've got a good podcast with great content and what you guys are doing. Like Brandon said, we, we do look up to you guys because we're the newest one of all the podcasts that are part of the collective smoke. And we're, we're humbled that we were considered to be a part of it. And, um, and we just enjoyed the fact that we got to come on here for, you know, this episode and, and spend some time with you guys. Well, this was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I'm not sure you're going to be uh, new to a lot of the people on the podcast, but, uh, if you, if this is the first time they've heard about you guys, yeah. uh, we do encourage, uh, you to, to subscribe and listen and check out the live, uh, uh, shows because, um, they're excellent. So. Yeah. Because again, because they're, you know, they come out on a different day so you can have a full weekend, you know, you, y'all come out on Thursday, we come out on Friday. So, you know, yep. there's content galore out there for everybody to, uh, to, uh, ingest. Yep. So, yep. Right, well, we will see everybody next week. Be good. Later.